and welcome to the Nen Show podcast, and we're here. Yeah. And you're there. I'm your host, Craftsdorf, and this is this is MathWiz, as per usual. We're still here, still reading Bleach. I think we're about halfway done now. Yeah, this is part five of nine. Yeah. Wow, we're like... Cool. Wow. Wow. It, wow. Bleach. Bleach is going by fast. I mean, we only read, like, what, nine, ten volumes? <laughs> this, this just this time? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Um, I probably shouldn't have read it all at once. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel you too. I was getting, I was, I was feeling that. See, I realized, oh, it's not that I realized it, but I've kind of brought this up before, but like more so here, uh, this arc was like, or not this arc, but this like stretch was like, Kubo, let the action breathe. I can't, ah, I'm, I'm getting battle fatigue and I'm not even in the fights. <laughs> Um, so anyway, before we get into comments, um, I missed the teleport last time, I think. Um, Ichigo teleporting behind Grimjo in their fight, because I had to, had to, um, <laughs> there's a lot of teleports <laughs> that happen in the stretch of chapters. <laughs> so, um, anyway, but before we'll get into those, uh, comments. Did you have any comments? I see one here from SSJ Shinigami, uh, talking about the... The, the, the second Ichigo uh, Grimjo fight and how there were like three times in a row where a character showed up at the last minute to make a save. Like uh, Ichigo was going to die and then Rukia showed up to save him, but then Rukia was going to die and then Shinji showed up to save her. And it was like, ah. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a little repetitive, but as a like trope of the last minute save, like it ha- it's so common, I don't even like notice basically it's just like whatever i don't it doesn't bother me is what i was trying what i'm trying to say i guess but i mean maybe two or like two or three times yeah, for that one it, it <laughs> certainly felt kind of excessive because it's like bang 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 because like there's all these big things that are gonna or seemingly going to happen and then it's like oh someone shows up and it was all of the stretch of just like a few chapters and it's like mm, kubo <laughs> calm down a little bit i get you want to get all your characters involved but just to, to dial it back a little yep so, um, one thing a few people pointed out, including SSJ Sh- Shinigami and the Heo, was that Loopy, the character who died last time, the octopus, was actually a guy. And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, we make mistakes. It happens. Yeah. I mean, I think this is, this isn't the first time I've fucked up with a gender. <laughs> or kind of. Well, Yorichi was purposefully weird. Um... Oh, um, someone well, no. asked, or M- MCEP Bros asked about the Totsuki image I was talking about last time. Um, it's on the screen. There it is. Look at her. She's good, but she never got this because, <laughs> I don't know, she never <laughs> rest in peace. I mean, she never, I guess if she became a soul ripper, she would have had to die. So yeah, I guess rest in peace after all. Um, yeah, when, when, when we'll get to our, our favorite characters in the series, Totsuki is going to be like an honorary mention of like, could have been a cool character, had a cool premise, and just, you know, just got shafted. Whether that's just because that first arc got shortened or what happened. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, a lot of people mentioned how, um, I guess, Bleach didn't get canceled, but rather Kubo was having some health issues, so he decided to end it when he did, but it still was ended before he intended it to end. Um, so, yeah. Oh, well. I guess we'll get to that when we get to it, so... Well, I guess that's 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 better because I know the the anime got canceled, but you know at least if he got to end the manga on his own terms, uh, that's that's yeah, that's certainly better than it being canceled. 
Right, though it's still unfortunate that it ended before it was intended to, even though he did get to end it, so... Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, um, that too. Did you have more comments? Because I have a couple more. Uh, I forget who was the one who sent it, because I don't have it in front of me, but um, when we talked about, like, oh, we're going to be seeing more Orihime, or, like, Orihime is going to have more to do in this this next stretch, and then the person just, like, linked the timestamp when we said that and just, like, started laughing hysterically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got, there was a, you know, just, like, the... Because that's the thing, we haven't read Bleach, so I know some of the memes, but we haven't read it, so we can only guess. So, uh, so I think... I don't know, I feel like the comment section this time has been more relaxed, because, like, when we fuck up, they're like, oh, well, you haven't read Bleach, so you fucked up. And it's like, oh, okay, but with Naruto, we thought we knew more than we did so we were much more confident in thinking that naruto fucked up when we did so we were like what the fuck this is stupid and it's like well no it's not actually stupid you're stupid and we're like oh yeah so that hasn't been happening as much as we're more aware of what we don't know basically so and then there was another one of those laughing instances where our, our sasuke guy he um <laughs> here comes he, he said that for it, <laughs> yeah. the, the the characters <laughs> Like, yes. characters getting brought back because of popularity. And he's like, get ready, get ready for this. <laughs> we did get another popularity poll, so, yeah. Okay, so there was a uh, comment thread um, by Liable Punchline Dispenser. And um, he, he had some issues with Ishin, uh, Ichigo's dad, the reveal of the Soul Reaper. Like, I thought it was well foreshadowed well enough. But it does bring up the question of, you know, he didn't do anything during the first arc like he was a soul reaver he had the capability to stop all the hollows but he never did anything did that did you take do you take issue with that in retrospect because i don't know uh... I, can, I can see him not not wanting to get involved with fucking soul society they're not exactly the most uh morally upright guys you know he um as you know i don't know how closely he was keeping tabs on things but ichigo was was more than capable of taking care of himself and he kind of admits he's not a great dad like he was talking with uh Ishida's dad about how you know they're both kind of shit so yeah I don't I don't know I guess I never really thought about it so it doesn't, well, you, doesn't you really didn't matter have, I, I was thinking about it a little bit reading through it but um of course I couldn't say anything because it, it hadn't been revealed yet um I only knew because I'd been spoiled ages ago but um and I guess the other thing is he's got a, kind of got it like after he took down Grand Fisher, he was, you know, he never really resented him for killing his wife because he's like, hollows do as hollows do. Like, he just kind of, you know, they're, he, they're monsters. They, they just do their own thing. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I guess speaking of Grand Fisher, my last comment, um, DJ Mega Aim thought that, or said that, I guess people thought the Grand Fisher stuff was anticlimactic and Ichigo never learned about it. And I don't know, I don't think I have a problem with Ichigo not learning about it because again it's I mean, like it's not it's not like it's one of those conflicts like it's not like it's a naruto sasuke thing or whatever where naruto is always like oh i have to you know sasuke is like always at like the front or somewhere in his mind with with uh grand fisher didn't even it seemed like each goat kind of moved on like yeah, you don't hear like him the, saying like oh i gotta get revenge on that grand fisher guy right the takeaway wasn't like it's grand fisher specifically it's just his need to protect and that keeps yeah. coming back so it's fine and, and as far as the anticlimactic goes, thing goes, it's like, I think that worked for the fight. Because, you know, as for reasons I went into before. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have an issue with the Grand Fisher thing. <laughs> I thought it was good, even. So, um, probably better than <laughs> most of the things that have in this stretch of chapters. Like, I didn't dislike the stretch of chapters, but I definitely liked it less than the last stretch of chapters. Which is unfortunate. But, uh, getting in, they, you know... Oh, wait, were you done with questions too? Yep, I'm good. 
All right, cool. So, um, yeah, because they get it there. They infiltrated Huacamundo, and they pretty much immediately get attacked by some low-ranking RN cars, and we get a bit more explanation of their deal. Like, they talk about how, like, less humanoid RN cars are just weaker ones, like, um, and then we also get a bit of, uh, Chad and Ishida sort of showing off their powers, sort of, which is good because they're going to be getting into fights later. So, did you have any thoughts about this little encounter? Um, the fir- all I will say is that the first 20 chapters did really nothing for me. Or I should say, like, the, the first 20 chapters of this stretch, like, those opening fights were just... I, I kind of blanked. I was not interested at, at all. Well, it like felt I like said, we were kind of... Kind of like, I don't want to say that we were, were backtracking, but, like... We kind of went from, what was it? We ended off with like the second Grim Joe fight and Ichigo was kind of taking it to him. And then these were like lower ranking guys. And I guess, I don't know, something about it just didn't really interest me. And the fights were kind of goofy. And I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about goofy, but, um, well, it's like the way I put it is like, okay, when was last time Chad and Ichigo got a fight? Soul Society. How long ago was that? Like it's, especially since Ichigo's got, you know, his abilities back. And Chad is trained up, like, you know, I, th- I don't know, I think it's fine to, I mean, if I had a gripe, it's that maybe, like, you know, they're getting stuff established here, but we're still learning new things about their powers later, like, Chad's strong, but later on, we find out the more about his powers, and he pulls, so he's pulling abilities out that he hadn't before, and now I think about it, I'm not sure, I'm not sure why he wouldn't, because um, as we find out later, his arm that he has had before is a shield, but then his training, he got an offensive arm. So my question is, why wasn't he using the offensive arm in an offensive situation? Like, he could have he just, I don't know, it would have been easier. Just say, like, maybe there's a weakness to it, but in, in not majorly well-established. Like, I guess that's if I had an issue with that. It's that it's just kind of like, I guess that's what Kubo's thing is, like, he wants to keep up tensions, and he does it by having characters hide their powers, which I think worked in Soul Society, because at least that, like, oh... I understand why this character isn't showing off, hiding their powers. But in this case, I'm not sure if it's... Like, maybe Ishida, I can see it, because he's kind of like that. But Chad, I don't see why he would... I mean, I guess he... I don't know, he talks about being nice. But, like, this is a... They're here to save Orihime, so... I don't know. I mean, like, the the opening fight, I guess, wasn't so bad, because the, like, the two-on-two, even though it was basically just two one-on-one fights happening simultaneously in the same place but they swapped around yeah, the two-on-two two yeah. dynamic was a little more interesting than it, i think it's the stuff that came after this where they start branching off into the one-on-ones again where <laughs> it was just kind of felt a little tedious but this one wasn't so bad all right um i guess we can move on then so um so anyway they get out and they go to they go into the desert to reach huacamundo proper and we get a shot of all the espadas all just chilling chilling in their chairs being dark bad guys in white. Um, and of course, Aizen shows up. See, I like the little the little line he had where he's like, we've been invaded, but first, some tea. <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck at all. Well, I mean, as we find out later, everything's going according to the plan. Like, the whole idea was to bait people in. Like, he knows Ichigo. He knows that, like, he went into fucking Soul Society, a place he knew nothing about to save Rukia, so it totally makes sense that... Because he didn't even care who Okiora captured. It just happened to be... Well, di- he was interested in Orihime's powers. Um, I'm pretty sure he said that it didn't... He suggested Orihime, or he talked about her powers, but I don't think he cared about who specific... Because it, it didn't matter who he got, grabbed specifically. 
because now that we know his plan, like it's really kind of a simple plan, you know, it's, um, it just went perfect for him. It's because he got, he managed to trap so many people in Huacamundo. So, and also I, I just like the whole aspect of that, that, um, not really a reintroduction, but just with, with all the, the Espadas sitting around the table, like just picturing someone like Grim Jow just dr- sitting there drinking tea with with eyes and all. <laughs> yeah, especially Grim Jow because he's like the the most wild one. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> um, but Aizen expresses his dominance. Like Grim Jow's like, I'm gonna fight, and Aizen's like, No. <laughs> so um, anyway, we're back to the guys going through the desert and. There was a weird bit here where they're talking about all the the spirit, the reishi, the spirit energy in the atmosphere, and Ishida's. They, he goes out of his way to say that it's not helpful to soul reapers, even though that was my explanation for why they were able to take so much damage before. And it doesn't. It's not consistent with Rukia getting her powers back, so it's just like <laughs> I didn't need the scene. I mean, it's nice to know that there's all the reishi in the air, but I don't. I'm just like they. Did they really? Did he really have to go out of his way to say that's not helping Ichigo? Like, I guess because he's so strong that he needs to limit him somehow but yeah because I, I thought that was i thought that was why rukia was able to get her powers back was because of all the spirit energy and the, the ah. maybe there's something else going on you know that we'll find out later no, I, th- I thought he had like outright explained that in this stretch of chapters the previous but, one well... the previous stretch he's when he talked about when rukia came back with her powers she was like here's how i got my powers back and so the question is, if, is that actually how she got her powers back? Or is that just how she thinks she got her powers back? Or as Ishida said, maybe she's just weird. Which is fine. I'm okay with Rukia being weird. She's cute. She, I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't need that much explanation for what's happening, you know? Though sometimes it, like... I don't know, there was some interesting stuff going on with Rukia later. When she had her um, Espada battle. <laughs> That, um, we'll talk about that later, but that was, that was pretty cool. But, um, so anyway, we get introduced to some new characters, um, Nell and a bunch of her friends, and Nell is adorable, because <laughs> small, tiny girls are always adorable. Oh, wait. <laughs> if you, if you say so. <laughs> I will destroy you. Yeah, I didn't particularly care for Nell. I mean, she was fine. I didn't have any problems with her, but it's... Not like the same like Yachiru sort of like oh my god that's cute. It's just kind of, kind of there. She does things later. I mean I I kind of knew that she'd become a real girl basically. Um, I didn't know she was a former Espada, but so I don't know. I guess did, when it happened, were you just like oh this is happening, or did you did you did you know about it too, or? Well, I, I didn't know about it, but it kind of made sense because, you know, the big the big scar on her face, yeah, that's a little suspicious. Mask. Yeah, that's fair. And that was, yeah, yeah. But yeah, she explained. She's kind of there for exposition on the, you know, she's able to talk about the, how things work. And and also, I guess she kind of paints a different picture of, like, Huacamundo. Like, you think it's all this bad place, this anti-soul society, but then you get these fucking goofballs, these goofball arm cars. <laughs> who continue being goofballs throughout the arc and it's like like because they, they're 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 more monsters so they're more hollow like oh i didn't think about that because now it's more human so obviously something's up there um yeah i didn't think about that but even these these very hollow like rn cars are able to be reasonable and chill so yeah cool world building oh yeah they fight like a dude <laughs> 
Oh, what? Oh, they, they get the, the sand guy and they get saved by Rukia and Renji. I thought this was interesting because Rukia and Ichigo had a bit of an interaction where she was kind of disappointed that he just rushed in. Like, he, he was like, you, you guys, how, how are you, how'd you guys get here? And then Rukia's like, well, of course we're going to fucking try and save Orihime. Like, what the fuck did you think? <laughs> so, what did you think of that? I mean, yeah, that, that was interesting that Ichigo kind of ran in ahead and just kind of assumed that nobody from the Soul Society was going to come help them when obviously, if, I mean, of course Rukia would, would help. And if Rukia's going to go, then, then of course Renji would go. And I don't know, it made sense. It was interesting. Well, yeah, and then we find out that Byakuya even like, well, I was just, you know, told to bring you back, but I wasn't told to keep you here. Like he's, he's you know, making concessions in his, you know, like he he's no longer the the hard ass who is fighting against him at Soul Society. He's, you know, recognized his failure in doing that and is now being a normal person. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that was the most interesting part about the whole thing. Although this does remind me of um there was a comment in uh not the last episode, but like the one before that that I forgot to address that I had meant to, um, regarding the whole regarding the whole Byakuya Renji fight, how Renji kinda well, Byakuya goes in and he says that he's not gonna, um, that Renji's fangs would never reach him, but then obviously Renji is able to deal some damage, and Byakuya doesn't really, he doesn't really, I guess, like, he had gone in so confident, and then, you know, he was proven wrong, but he didn't really react, like, he didn't really change, or his composure wasn't really, uh, disrupted or anything because of that, but maybe, you know, as this arc was kind of going along, we were getting a little, getting to see a little more behind the mask uh you know that who is byakuya so i don't know maybe that would kind of explain yeah like it's interesting why he put it that way because he is very confident but when that confidence is shattered like he's not so prideful as to be broken when his you know when he when he turns out to be wrong like um like just the whole thing with ichigo like he really you know he was fighting ichigo he's like you know what maybe i'm wrong and he, he, he surrenders and like that's not you know, well, because because that's the thing is that like the the Soul Reapers, even in the Soul, like they, they were going to be, I'm pretty sure they were probably planned to be allies eventually from the beginning. So they were antagonists mm-hmm. for sure, but obviously they were presented with a bit more you know nuance than that because like look now they're allies. They're um you know well even fucking Kurosuchi <laughs> that was surprising. This <laughs> dumb fucking hairstyle, and he's just like. <laughs> helping arguably but he's helping it's like fucking Kurosuchi. oh man but yeah it's just a little bit of byakuya but it's a little bit more of byakuya so yeah so anyway um orikia okiara talks to orihime a bit just sort of like driving home that she's stuck there as everyone breaks in oh yeah i just realized because i think the espada i don't know if they knew the gang was there immediately but they're able to change corridors and stuff so they might have arranged... Well, no, I don't... Maybe not this early, but, you know, there were five entryways, five people, so they're like, okay, let's split up. Well, they have an argument about it, but, um... You know, gotta, gotta get those one... See, I, I prefer this method, because there's the, the trope of, like, the group is... So, like, the only other way to handle this would be, like, if you want one-on-one fights, is the group of five is traveling, and then they encounter one bad guy, and it's like, go ahead, I'll hold him back! And then the other four go ahead, and then yeah. there's another guy, go ahead, I'll hold them back! Fucking Yu Yu Hakusho definitely does that at least once. <laughs> Then and that was basically the the Sasuke retrieval arc. Ex- yes, that, that's another that's a better example because we actually know it. <laughs> right, that's exactly the thing. Um, 
Though I think in the Sasuke Retrieval arc it was a little bit more organic than that. But um, I don't. It's been a while, and the arc wasn't great, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, well, this that, is that a... was, I mean, the Sasuke Retrieval arc was a little different because it was a group of five or whatever chasing down a group of five or well four technically. Four, but, but a five came, it. but a fifth came in later, and they had a fifth in the pot. So, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, the, and this is an infiltration. So you know, it makes sense that they, you know, they they talk about it. They split up, and you're gonna get your one-on-one fights anyway. So why why? hide it with a silly hold them ba- I'll hold them back go ahead like that kind of thing so I'm fi- I was fine with it um you know they pro- they split up but they promise to come back alive and Nell's group splits up too to follow them oh yeah we get a little bit of a little scene with uh Orihime a flashback with um Aizen where he he basically just showed her the uh, <laughs> the whole Gyoku for for cuz he felt like it um so I feel like well, he said that he needs Orihime, and she comes. She resolves to that she wants to destroy the whole Gyoku. Here we fucking go again. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that was. So we haven't seen the payoff to that yet, but you know, it would be nice to see Orihime doing something. Um. Because well, her, you know, her um power, it would make sense that she'd be able to do it because she can do anything. I don't know if she can do anything, but her power is weird, so I could accept it doing many things. So, so that, that's a setup. Well, the but the other thing to it is that Aizen, Aizen specifically showed it to Orihime. So, and this is fucking Aizen we're talking about. So, he did he know what her re- reaction would be? Like, did he know that he would she would want to destroy it and still help her friends even though she was stuck in Huacomundo? Like. It's not, I guess we'll find out next chapter chapters because Aizen's a big planny smart boy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Nell follows Ichigo and Ichigo meets uh, Dordoni, the uh, Arankar, as we find out he's a former Espada, so he's strong. Yeah, th- this was this was the fight that I didn't particularly care for. Okay, <laughs> I guess we'll talk about it because um, so yeah, he proves to be stronger than Ichigo thought. And then everyone else is kind of getting getting into their encounters too. But I guess we'll talk about the Dordoni fight first. Um, I guess the what I took from it, well, what I noticed was that you know he he was uh, you know Ichigo said I'll you know beat you without using my Bankai because he you know he needs to get stronger. He needs to make sure he's strong. But then Nell was once Nell was in danger, he was willing to go against hit that personal vow. Like he 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 went against his personal vow out of a desire to protect someone. So I noticed that. Um, I don't know if I have anything to say about it, but I noticed it. <laughs> trying to think of what else happens in the fight. Oh yeah, I kept using fucking Spanish. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, uh, I mean, I guess I kept having it throughout the arc. But he, he seems to be the one who uses it most in his language. And I was a little, uh, <laughs> like what? Um, I don't know if a lot of Spanish. Oh, there's a teleport. It, uh, Dordoni teleports behind Ichigo because they're fast. But yeah, Ichigo puts in all of his effort. He wins. It sure was a fight. You're right, there's not much to say. Nope. Oh yeah, well, actually, now I think about it. After the fight, he said something interesting, because he gets healed by Nell, and um, he tries to fight Ichigo again, and he says that uh, wounded is a state of spir- is a state of the spirit. So, um, like, when you have the will to fight, physical injuries mean nothing. So that's basically Kubo directly saying, like, don't think about it. When it comes to how injured the characters are, so 
<laughs> How do you think about that? Because he's basically saying, uh, Mathway, shut the fuck no. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it you know, it, it's it's fine because like all the by, by this point, all the characters have proven to be as durable as they are. So I've 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 come to terms with it <laughs> in the. But anyway, as uh, Ichigo, he, Ichigo runs away after some guys come to kill Dordon, Dordoni, I guess, and he impresses on Ichigo the need to sort of become a demon and, like, fight. Because Ichigo, he used his uh, holification to win when he didn't really need to. Um, and so Dordoni notes that weakness in him. And, I don't know, it's like, I'm not sure what else I should take from that. Like, I just feel like I'm missing something when it comes to Bleach. Like... I don't know. Yeah, I definitely think if there's supposed to be, you know, if there's something, uh, something deeper here, I'm definitely not not getting it. And maybe that maybe that's why I'm not enjoying the maybe that's why I wasn't enjoying this part of the arc as much. Something something's yeah. just going over my head, maybe. Yeah, like it's it's it seems interesting, but I'm like I don't get it yet. <laughs> so I'd hope that talking would fix something, but maybe it'd help if I had the rest of the arc in my mind. Like, oh, this. This not having the whole arc is hurting me. <laughs> so anyway, we've got uh, Ishida versus the fucking, um, what's her name? The fucking chick. Uh, Sandra Wiki, I guess. Um, I like this fight a bit better, I think. What'd you, um, well, because it's also, Ishida also had the, uh, the, what's his face? The fucking beetle dude with the <laughs> his infinite slip juice that's not actually infinite at all. Like... <laughs> He's fucking idiot. Yeah, I, I guess I like this one more than than the the Ichigo one, but I also didn't care for it that much. Well, it's like it kind of had the thing I was talking about earlier, because like earlier you established Ichigo's stuff again, but then he he has a a sword that he um that he uses that he hadn't before, and now I'm, I'm like, wait, was there a reason you couldn't use the sword? Um, like he tries to fight it. Like maybe maybe there's a weakness to it that I forgot. I mean, the fact that it was also, like, an, like he used it as an arrow, that was fine, because he's like, oh, Quin all Quincy weapons are, you know, bow and arrow. But, like, I don't uh, know why he was holding it back. But, yeah, I guess there's not much to say after that. So, I don't know, at least I don't have much more to say. She was kind of hot, and now she's dead. Oh, well. Is she dead, though? I, I, I know he, he spared her. He just took away the powers. He should have spared her. The, um, the guys, the El Equi, the... They say the the guys in the masks, the horned dudes, who also c oh. took out Dordoni. Oh, so they they were they were killing them off. Okay. Yeah, they. Well, he, he said, "We've come for you, ma'am. Please don't struggle." As he's drawing his sword, and then she curses, and then it cuts away to Chad. And so, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're dead. Uh, I mean, bleach dead, which means <laughs> maybe they're not dead. I didn't think about that. The implication is that they're dead, but I don't know what to think. But yeah, chat, chat. See, it's like they're just like they're establishing more of their capabilities. But I feel like shouldn't they have like I, f mm. I feel like a good fight happens when both characters have established capabilities and they're just fighting with those established capabilities. Like it's not super interesting when a character suddenly uses something that's new and then they because he because Chad. He's like, okay, I've got my shield and I got my sword, and then he he he, he wins. So that's like issue that he's got his sword, and then he's explain. He wins as he's explaining it. So there's no room for any change. Like it's not like like if we knew the ability beforehand, then we'd get to see its unique aspects appear in the fight, and maybe get like there'd be some cool twist to it. But instead, it's just like if we're learning as it, as it goes, then we don't really 
Like, there's no real hmm, arc to it aside from character reveals that they have Thing, and they use Thing, and then they win. It's like, eh. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's why I didn't care about the these fights as much, because why, did, why didn't they just show them off in the, the, the two-on-two that right, happened earlier? Right, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier a bit was where that's like yeah they're establishing their abilities but they really didn't establish their ability because now they're still establishing stuff but that's it's not helping the fights any well because like chad even gets into a fight right like um fucking uh noitora shows up and wrecks chad like immediately so even though he's got his shield it didn't matter because the shield gets cut through and then he's fucked and we don't i don't think we've seen him again he's just gone so it's like okay like (laughs) You know, it was cool yeah, to see Chad doing something. Kind of a, this has been kind of a, a recurring thing, is that it's like, our you know, uh, main character person looks strong, another person shows up and beats them immediately. Especially, like, so far, that that has just been Chad, and maybe that's what, you know, when, when he gets his own arc, maybe that'll be addressed, but it's just... Uh, maybe. <laughs> spending all that, that time on it, and uh, I don't know, it's repetitive, not very yeah, interesting. But- but um, anyway, after this, we get um, a much more interesting encounter because I was reading it and I had no fucking clue what was going on. Uh, Rukia and um, Eroniero, the guy who looked like Cayenne. And this threw me for a fucking loop because I know the rule that no one dies in Bleach. <laughs> so I was like, wait, is this actually Cayenne? This explanation is a little much, but, like, is it? And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, I was on constantly doubting the truth. Like, I was like, I couldn't decide whether or not Kyan was alive or not. I was so confused. Yeah, this was where... Because, like, I, my, my pattern with Bleach has been, we, we, we'll finish a reading session and I'll be interested in it. Start the next one and I'm not... Uh, but this was like this fight was where you know it pulled me back in because well it's Rukia. This, it's this, best... I assume this was the fight that um you know uh, Sasuke the great Sasuke mm, defender yes because uh, he did mention that Rukia gets some Rukia. good fights here and this was a good fight because um you had Rukia like the... our fucking girl going up against an actual Espada not one of those pretenders like Dordoni or whatever the fuck not those lame but this is guys and well he was all he, they mentioned he's like a first generation of spotted and he's also one of the weaker like he's a weaker he's from the gilliam or something like that so yeah he's still weaker but he's still in a spotted so yeah um but and yeah plus, it's like, like the whole time or, <laughs> go on well yeah you were you were talking about not knowing whether it was kyan or not and i really like that whole mind games aspect of it because it started off where rukia was all surprised and happy because oh look it's, it's kyan kyan shiba but then he's, yeah, what what did he say first? He's like, you know, I have to kill you or whatever. And she's like, what? Well, yeah, and she's, but then she's, he's like... He, he, he uh, stabs her or he tries to kill her. And yeah, because he, he, he's like, come with me. And she's like, yeah. And then she gets fucking sliced. And it's just like, what the fuck's going she's on? like, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, he goes back to being Kyan for a bit. He's like, no, okay, I won't actually kill you because, you know, I, you know, we, we have history and blah, blah, blah. We care about each other, etc. But I'll, but kill but kill your friends, and she. It's just like like it just constantly had me guessing. I was com- completely like I like couldn't just because it, it's interesting because like you expect the character to come back to life, so you don't know if they're going to come back to life or not. Like he did, Kyan ultimately is dead, but that doubt is what had like it's interesting how he's using the fact that characters come back to life in Shonen to 
make this weird fucking encounter where I had no fucking clue what to believe, which is perfect for a dude yeah. who deals in illusions. Like, it's that's good. Yeah, it really really puts you in Rukia's shoes. Cause like, whoa, what the fuck is, is this guy? Is, is he Kayan? Is he not? What what's happening? Well, because he and keeps flip flopping yeah. between the goofball Kayan looking guy and then some fucking cold sinister motherfucker, and it's just like constantly putting you like, what the fuck's going? Like, it's just oh, it's it's good. It's so good. And then Rukia finishes, or she uses his weakness of the sun, and she like blows through the walls, and she figures him out, and she manages to uncover his identity. And uh, this it was good. This was a good fight. I'm not, I'm... And then, and then, even even after like the identity change, it's like okay, so I I can kill you because you're not Kyan. But then the dude's like, oh, but I I kind of am Kyan still. Well, yeah, he, he has well because he he has the his memories and you know he's still trying to fuck with her. And then she he's got all the powers to like he's got his he's a hollow who takes all the powers from other hollows, which means. Well, he even he even says that he has the highest potential, and the thing is, is that like power stealing and copying is always the most powerful ability, like to the point where it's like, how do you even stop it? <laughs> so, but in this case, I like, don't know. There's there's that one classmate, My Hero Academia, who has a copy ability. He's not so hot, but he probably has the highest potential to be hot. I don't know. I, I haven't read <laughs> Hero Academia in a while, so um, I'm just I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I don't I know to, what's to... going on. But yeah, there was also a bit of a uh, an idea this fight about um, the heart, which is a, a Bleach meme I'm well aware of, um, because I know we're not done with this uh, this 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 idea of the heart. Well, because they talk about um, Urukia. You know, Kain's idea of the heart is sort of like it's a bond between two people. And so, you know, even though Kain's dead, Rukia still has his heart and what she took from him. And... So even though she's fighting this faker, you know, she, you know, she's able to sort of like, cause she beats him by stabbing him in the face, like in, you know, the appearance of Kyan, because, you know, she's able to accept that, you know, Kyan's what the only part of them that matters now that he's gone is what is in her, not this fake him that she's fighting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and that was a really that was a really cool uh, poetic, not, not poetic, but what's the word I'm looking for? It was just a really cool way to, to wrap up the fight. Yeah. So, but all, I guess minor spoiler, but later on there's a page, a whole page, mind, that's completely wiped, except for the text, the heart. <laughs> so I know this moment's going to get called back to later, and that page is kind of infinite, infamous as a meme, just because it's a whole page with just one, uh, two words on it. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> like, okay, um, I don't know why it's a meme. Maybe it, it's, it's, it might even be the, sen- t- the type of thing that makes sense in context, but um, I, I, they kept mentioning the heart during the uh, conversation. I was just like, oh, I know this one. This famous, famous meme. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up. Um, but anyway, why they were fighting, um, while they were fighting. Because I guess, yeah, I could do, I guess we're, we're done with uh, Rikyo versus Aran Nero. I don't have anything more to say about it, at least. Neither do I. Okay, because uh, while that happened, Renji met um, um, Grant's, the uh, science Espada, the uh, the eighth one. And this guy's a fucking character. I mean, he's kind of like a, a an Arankar version of Kurosuchi, almost, which makes it really appropriate that they fight later. <laughs> so yeah, Renji um, tussles with Grants for a bit, but then uh, Okiara um, comes down and meets Ichigo. He sort of tells her that uh, he he's going around telling everyone that everyone's dead, 
to more to fuck with them, like even though they're not. Like, what a dick. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, uh, Ichigo, uh, Rukia's dead. And it's like, of course she's not. But Ichigo doesn't know that. Yeah. See, that, that, the that's same. the kind of thing I'm fine with, like, saying, oh, the character is dead. But, I mean, of course, that's, like, the, well, the twisted perspective thing. Like, he's just trying to trying to mess with them, trying to get inside their heads. So that, that like, saying in that case, like, they're dead. But, of course, you know they're not really dead. Like, that that's that's fine. I don't, I don't have any issues with right. that. Right. Well, it, it all depends on who you're hearing it from. Like, if it was, like, someone who was right by their body and they had no reason to pretend that they were dead, like, that's someone you'd want to listen to. But then, like, in this case, it's like, we don't see the body. It's a villain telling it to the hero to fuck with them. Like, you know, yeah, it's... If you actually thought Rukia was dead because Olkior said so, then you're like, it's like, uh, she was fine. She was conscious last we saw, or she, you know, she was weakened, but she was still... She didn't die. Um, so it's like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have expect, ex- accepted it as, like, oh, she's dead. Like, no, not from his word like that. Oh, also, there there was one little bit that I that I forgot about. Um, you know, right before she seemingly kind of like passed out or whatever, before we cut away from her, um, there was a neat little connection she made to to Orihime, where she said like talking about how she was captured in the Soul Society and how she knows what it's like to go through that experience. Um, and that's mm-hmm. that's why like yeah, yeah. she had that extra resolve to you know she wanted to go over and and save Orihime because. She's been on the other side before, and right, so you know, she, she knows, knows, that knows how much like. Orihime must want to be rescued because she too, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I forgot about that. That was good. I do really like the the dynamic. Like there hasn't been much to it yet beyond you know these kind of little moments, but I, I do kind of like the dynamic between Orihime and and Rukia, and I kind of hope that there will be a little more to that as this arc goes along, or even just in the future of Bleach. Yeah, well, it's like. I don't know, I just wanted to mention that, like, of course, the Rukia part is the best part, <laughs> at least so far, because <laughs> Rukia is the best. <laughs> I mean, I think she's still my favorite character, and now I have more reason to think so. But yeah, so anyway, Okiora gets in a fight with Ichigo after, um, you know, Ichigo, Ichigo resolves to save everyone, and they fight. Oh yeah, and Okiora also fucking destroys him. Like, what? <laughs> How'd you, what'd you think of the moment where Ichigo's like, oh, you're the leader, right? So if I beat you, and Okiora's like, uh-huh, he uses a sword to cut open his chest and shows that he's only number four. And <laughs> it's like, oh. I did so, and you I, know that maybe, I mean, like, I didn't have a problem with him only being number four, but just thinking of, like, how some of these things have been laid out in, not like, not just in Bleach, but just in these stories as a whole, but I think Bleach has also done a pretty good job at it. Like, with Soul Society, the first person who showed up was, uh, well, it was obviously Renji and Byakuya, and then that arc kind of concludes with the, the Ichigo-Byakuya fight, yeah. um, even though, you know, you've got all the stuff with Aizen going, all, going on. Um, and Okiora, and I think, what was it, Yami, or whoever the other one was, they were the first two to, yeah. to show up, so it, makes it seems sense like... Okiora to be the Ichigo's final antagonist, yeah, I think... Well, the question is Aizen, though, so, which would also be fitting with Soul Society, because they both have, like, I mean, because you could say Aizen was the final antagonist to Soul Society, he just didn't get beaten, so, I don't know, well, but then again, I don't know what's going to happen with, at the end of this arc, so, maybe Aizen won't, I don't, maybe Aizen will fight someone else, like, there's Yamamoto, so there's well, other... Well, it's, it's, it's not really about, like, the being the final antagonist is the thing that I'm... No, he. Uh, yeah, I think I know what you're saying. The fir- he's the first one to show up who's powerful, so make- he's going to fight Ichigo towards the end, right? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, so, like, because obviously there's still three ranks ahead of him, so I don't know if 
are, are those other three like maybe they they'll fight because uh, there are there are characters who are stronger than Ichigo, so I'm wondering are they right. gonna fight them or are they like are we not even gonna really get to see what they can do until kind of like the end of this? Because like we in in Soul Society we had like each uh, we had uh, a Gein and, and Aizen obviously getting set up, but they didn't really get a fight to really show off in the Soul Society. So it's possible that maybe yeah. those mm-hmm. top three R and cars will kind of get the same sort of treatment where they show up maybe more so towards the end. And, um, yeah, well, cause now that you mention it, this is like, like this could be the final arc. We know it's not, but the way it's going, it could like, cause Soul Society set up yeah. Aizen and it set up the whole Gyoku and that was basically it. And then the next arc introduced the Vizards. So as long as everything, all of that, those things get closure, then it could be the final arc. But of, of course we know it's not. So the question is like, you know, what happens next? So, and then uh, plus you have the whole thing where Aizen, you know, they're go. Well, oh, I'm jumping ahead. Never mind. Uh, all right, yeah, let's uh, let's just keep going for now because Ulkiar is. I'll, just I'll get back over. to that thought when we get to the moment. Well, because one thing I wanted, I just realized is that Okiora beat Ichigo without doing his transformation release, so he's not even yep. trying, yet he still destroyed Ichigo. So my question is, like, how is Ichigo going to win? Like, I mean, Ichigo's been doing some fighting, so it's not like he's at 100%, but it's also... I guess that was also partially my concern with how the, some of the fights have played out so far, because, like, Ichigo going up against um, the first guy... You know, he obviously he destroyed him when he used his his hollow mask. So and he only had it for like a moment. So it's obvious that he wasn't going like all out against that lower tier. But like even having to use his his Bankai, it's perhaps a little concerning, maybe just because I know Bleach's track record of partway through an arc. We got to have a training arc in the middle. So I'm like, oh, we're already Ichigo's already looking kind yeah. of vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because well, he, he does his uh, his big attack and it doesn't even touch Ulkiora. Like, they, yeah, he catches it with his hands or whatever. But well, no, I mean, well, there's like a big cloud of dust, and Nell's like, "Oh God, did you go? I'm glad you're okay. Everything's fine. Let's go." And then Okiora's like, "Excuse me, bitch. What did you just say?" <laughs> like, he's perfectly fine. Like, he's maybe a little. His clothes are a little. I don't know if his clothes are naturally that messy, or he, he he's not touched. That's the point. It's like, well, he he did like did, catch did, the blast, anything. and he was like, "Oh, I had to use you know both hands." And I think he had a comment like. You know, he didn't fully stop it, but, like, it didn't really deal any damage. Right, like, right. it ruffled up his clothes a bit, but that was, that he's, was it. He's unhurt by Ichigo's strongest known attack without having transformed into his other stage. Like, yeah. Uh, so it's like, goddamn. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that's handled in the future. But um, did you have anything more? There's more to say on that later, but we'll come back to that in a bit. But, um, well, I, I don't know. I, okay, because there's a few things happening, because... Uh, Renji's still fighting uh, Grant's um, a two random Aran car come to fuck up Orihime's day for I forget why. I don't know. There was oh, like a um, little interaction with like the them and Aizen and Orihime earlier with like yeah. you know when the whole Gyoku thing happened. Uh, so I guess they're they're like jealous. I don't I don't know what right the, like they were just the deal like, is like, there. <laughs> it reminded me of when Yachiro like headbutted Orihime for no reason. Like everyone's just jealous of her for some reason. Like, well, I mean, this, I know, this would have a little more, like, I guess, justification because, like, it seems like she's kind of getting this special treatment from Aizen. Like, you know, he seemingly handpicked her to be kind of abducted and, you know, like, he's interested in her powers and whatnot, so. Yeah, and she's a human, I, they're Arankar, and she, you know, yeah, so. Okay, yeah, 
But um, anyway, uh, but as she's getting the shit bit out of her, Grim Joe comes in and just fucks up everyone's day. Because <laughs> it's fucking Grim Joe. Um, but it, before we go back to them, um, well, it, before they leave, Horihime heals up the two girls. And I guess got some question there, what they were thinking. But as that's happening, Grant's uh, Ishida comes in to save Renji. And they both end up fighting Grant's. And they really don't stand a chance because he's he's like oh once he's like once he analyzes an ability he's more resilient to it or even immune to it so he's kind of fucking broken. Um, yeah, I, don't I guess. Remember if I had anything to say about the fight? What, what was that? What's up? Well, I don't like I, this was a fight that I didn't particularly care for. Like I, I guess I just didn't really. Uh, I mean, like. I guess kind of the, like the point of this fight is to put into perspective like where these characters are in relation to all these different espadas because this is only the the eighth so he's still relatively you know low on the totem pole he's still relatively weak but I don't know like I guess I didn't really uh, be beyond that I didn't really there wasn't really much of like a, a character moment for either Renji or Ishida and well, I don't know, this of, fight just kind of like it was obviously like a fight to kind of cut back to, but it felt like it went on for. Well, I would actually, I just thought about it. I, well, because remember they've they've met before. Because I was just thinking like, oh well, these two characters haven't really met before. But then I realized they did because they fought as Rukia was getting kidnapped. Renji destroyed Ishida when he was weakened. So now they're not only over that, but they're actually kind of like bonding. Like there's like there were some character interactions I liked. Like I was like, um, wait, wait I think, when did the Renji Ishida fight happen? It was brief. It was it was more or less a fight and more Renji kicking Ishida's ass when because remember he went he went he sensed the Soul Reapers as they were taking Rukia like this is first arc. Uh, huh. Oh yeah 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 that's right that's right that did happen. Yeah it was like he was still wounded right at, since it was right after the. Uh, yeah I, I was I was getting confused with the the Tosen thing where he took him out. I was like is that what you're referring <laughs> no, to? But no, no, no it was no. at the very beginning of Soul Society. Yeah at the very end of the substitute Soul Reaper arc yes. Um, but, um, shit, you made me lose my train. Oh, yeah, well, because there was, like, there was a couple character interactions I liked. Like, when Ishida said that, um, Renji, you remind me of Ichigo. And he's like, I'm not taking, I don't take that as a compliment. And Ishida's like, it wasn't supposed to be one. And it's like, <laughs> it's just stuff like that. And then, you know, I mean, they, there they, are little interesting, like, character interactions sprinkled in there. But I don't, I don't know, I guess yeah. it just wasn't enough to keep me interested in the action. Oh, no, I, 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 yeah, no, I understand. But, um, well, because it's like, everything they did, he, uh, Grants was just like, eh, I'm fine now. And he just kind of, like, he gets bored and leaves. <laughs> like, you guys ruined my clothes. I'm just gonna go. Well, because they, like, do this big old team-up tech, and, you know, Renji lures him into Ishida's trap, and Grants just heals up, and he's like, I'm leaving. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, that was a thing. So, I, we'll come back to it later, I suppose. But, yeah, it's just, like, it, it's... Yeah, they fought for a bit. It was fun. I, I think I preferred it to, like, Chad's fight, but, um... The yeah, there were things I liked about it because you did get kind of a, t- a two-on-one fight. Which yes, is, that was rare. Uh, can be more interesting most. Uh, I won't say most of the time, but you know, for Bleach, well, which has a lot of one-on-one to, fights, yeah, it was something yes. different. Right. And, but um, I don't know. It's it's also just the nature of this fight, uh, or not this fight, but just the nature of this stretch of the arc. Um, it felt very very Sasuke retrieval esque, but like the worst parts of Sasuke retrieval, where it's just <laughs> fight after fight after fight and. It seems to go only, uh, I forget how many chapters the Sasuke Retrieval arc was. I think in total might have been like 60 it, or 70. It was a decent uh, length, but I def- this stretch of chapters was longer. Um, yeah, and so it, it like it's not necessarily that the fight is as bad as I'm making it out to be, but it's just mixed in with all the other fights that just happen one after another after another after another. 
it's just I'll be a little little uh uh what's the word a little less like even if there's like little details in there that can separate it from the rest it's <laughs> it's still a yeah. lot of fights in a row it's a little yeah little taxing so anyway um after that happens um Grimjo shows up with Orihime like he he succeeded in their goal of rescuing Orihime kind of um because he's fucking Grimjo he just wants. He, he, as we find out, he wants to be king. He wants to be the strongest, basically. Um, and so he got Orihime so she could heal up Ichigo so they could fight, pretty much. I did kind of like that where Orihime is like, I'm not going to heal Ichigo just so you can kill him. And then Grim Joe's just like, well, would you rather he, would you rather I kill him now or kill him later? <laughs> yeah, so it's um, like Orihime is trying to have some say in the situation, but... Like, like she's not gonna just let Ichigo die. Like, if she heals him, she'll ha- he'll he'll have a chance. That's the thing. But so she's just being silly. And then um, I, I guess it is okay. oh, perhaps a little disappointing for Orihime in this arc because she doesn't. She just doesn't have much agency. She's just kind of getting pulled around because I mean, what really can she do? And even like the one thing which kind of seemed like it was her decision just turned out to be yeah. all well, part of I Eisen's mean, plan. Yeah, I'm hoping there's a payoff, but. We'll see what happens. Um, but but Okior comes back, and Grimjo reveals that he had that the Espadas are carried. I mean, it makes sense that they carry like an anti Aronkar thing to deal with like weaklings, and he happened to use it on. Uh, it would, might have been nice to see it before, maybe like like well, like what, maybe with the fucking um the 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 former Espada from the early part of the arc when they were getting taken by those guys like who were killing them like if maybe during one of those moments they could have established that this thing that the espadas have so then when you see it like grimjo use it it's like oh yeah the espadas have that we knew about that instead of it coming out of nowhere like i don't mind it coming out of nowhere i'm just trying to think of like ways that it that kind of thing can be because it happens very pretty often with kubo so i'm just trying to think of ways it could have and i i'm and it would have have given those earlier moments at least a little something extra well because like i've actually like minded it less with kubo overall than i have in some of the worst aspects of it in naruto like itachi pulling out susano which was like never like as if the sharingan doesn't have enough fucking (laughs) abilities already you know like this thing it's a it's a new thing it's not connected to other things so it's not as grating when it shows up as the sharingan being able to do another thing all of a sudden which happens so fucking often so that like so it's like they're repetitive for different in different ways basically and this it's kubo just using the same idea again and again in different circumstances but with naruto and the sharingan it was just this one ability that kept getting new things added onto it which i found more annoying than this so just a brief comparison but yeah grimjo gets okiora out of the way um orihime heals everyone up <laughs> i like fucking ichigo is like heal grimjo too and grimjo's like i don't want your pity and then ichigo's like oh so um no i, I want you to be healed so that um, you won't have an excuse for when you lose and it's like and they're 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 well, because Grimjo said something interesting about how he, like, Ichigo seemed more glad to be able to fight Grimjo than he was glad that Orihime was safe, or something like that. And I thought that was interesting. Well, because even later on, while they're fighting, someone's commenting on how, like, if it, it, it's... Because he's using his holification, and it's it feels like two hollows are fighting each other. And so, well, and that reminded me of in Soul Society, when Ichigo was remarked as being captain level. So he's always... He's always similar to those he fights, and that's interesting. I don't know why yet, but it's it's. I feel like there's something there because it keeps coming up. Like, what's the, for what reason? 
Oh yeah, and it turns out Grimjo is not a wolf, but a panther. Um, because I I, th- I thought it was wolf-like, but I was off base. I don't know. Did you have any thought th- thoughts about the Grimjo fight? I mean, it was it was I guess it was cool for what it was. Uh, finally, you know, I get getting to that that payoff with all the the you know the previous Ichigo Grimjo fights. Well, all two of them. Uh, we're we're finally getting that you know the the final showdown. Um, but I don't know. I don't feel like. I don't usually have a lot to say about bleach fights just because it's two guys swinging swords. Um, excuse and I mean, me. like at least Grimjo had a, Grimjo had a little bit more here because he had his like hand power. Yeah, I was just gonna say he transformed into a panther, so he's technically using claws. It's completely different. I mean, it is a bit different. I don't know. I guess like w- with bleach, there's no real like, I, or maybe there are, and I'm just not seeing it. But I don't really notice many like tactics to analyze most of the time or no, yeah. i don't even know if i want to say most of the time but <laughs> ever yeah like what's really the what's the difference between i don't i don't know i don't know what i'm even trying to say anymore but it was it was fine i just don't have anything really to say about it well i guess what kind of happens in the end is i was talking about how like ichigo you know grimjo sort of points out to ichigo that he's you know enjoying the fight and ichigo sort of gets caught up in the fight but then or nell convinces orihime to you know cheer him on and which sort of, I guess, makes Ichigo remember what he's there for is sort of what I took from it. Remember that he's there too. He's not there to fight. He's there to help her. And so, and that's when Ichigo gets his shit together and actually starts like getting an edge over Grimjo. And then we get a get a bit of a flashback that sort of explains Grimjo's deal, where he was. Uh, they sort of like a bunch of Arankar were like, "You're the king," and he so he has this desire to be strongest. So, which is, you know, he kind of has to beat, every, like, that's why he's so fucking pissed about Ichigo. He has to beat everyone, so. But then, like, but then kind of, like, the difference between him and, say, somebody like Kenpachi is where Kenpachi would rather, you know, continue having that ability to fight, to, to fight people if, you know, if they're, if they're strong enough with Grimjo, he just kind of, you know, he has to devour them. He has to, you know, he has to make sure that he, that he kills them. He has to kill whoever he goes up against, because otherwise he's not, you know. Kind of, kind of like Gara, he has to kill to to feel alive, to validate his existence. Well, the other thing is that like, cause there's the scene with like the the hollows are like, um, you know, we're stuck, we're we're stuck in our evolution, but you can still grow, so eat us to become stronger. So it's like you have Grimjo sort of accepting these sacrifices of his former, I guess, allies, while you know Ichigo is protecting his. So there's a there's a bit of an ideological difference there, and that's kind of what you know. Ichigo is desire to protect again, while Grimjo doesn't have that, so Grimjo loses. I, I don't know. That's all I have to say on the fight. But so, well, I guess I guess there was something interesting because he's because like Ichigo did he did he agreed that he wanted to fight Grimjo like Grimjo wanted to fight him. But I guess the difference is that Ichigo wanted to fight him, you know, for the protect to protect his friends. Well, Grimjo wanted to fight Ichigo just for the the pride in being stronger. So I guess that's the difference. So. Okay, see now I'm okay. I'm I'm gonna pay attention to this idea because I've I was heard I've he- I was hearing it from something else. Something about how Ichigo always um he sort of like everyone he fights he sort of like takes parts of their ideals into himself. So like with Grimjo, Grimjo pointed out that they both like to fight, and Ichigo agreed, but he sort of like twisted it. He fit it into himself a bit. So um I'm gonna pay attention to that with Ichigo in the future. Oh, and maybe there's been other fights like against like. Byakuya or Ikaku or Renji it's like I'm trying to think like what I d- did he always have that where he's you know sort of taking the ideals of his opponents into himself I wonder 
I don't know. I need to reread Bleach, apparently. Um, but anyway, the fight's over. Um, Orihime is safe. Nell is safe. And, oh, and then uh, Nor- Noitora comes in the, I guess he, which number is he? Five? Four? Or no. I think he's five. Yeah, he was five. Yeah. And we did get a little bit of, well, yeah, the, the guy who took out Chad earlier, that was, that was this guy. Yes, yes. And then as this is happening, Grants, he's like, oh, hey, Renji, uh, Ishida, um, I'm back. So, and I guess we're getting into the, like, the final set of fights, it feels like. Um, oh, yeah, this was a bit of a, I, I, I guess, yeah, the, the second half of the Ishida Renji versus uh, Grants fight. Uh, <laughs> there was one dumb moment, because he makes the clones, and then after fighting the clones for a bit, Ishida's like, I realized that the, our clones have cross marks over their eyes, and I'm like, that was obvious. Why are you treating it like it's this fucking reveal? Like, what? I don't know if you had a reaction like that. Well, I feel like they did kind of poke fun at it then, because with the other one, it's like, the the clones of this RN car are wearing pants. Yeah, yeah, after a bit. <laughs> but the first couple felt like they were supposed to be, like, obser- interesting observations, and I'm just like, normally I don't, like, notice it myself first, because it's normally not that uh... obvious. Um, but anyway, I don't remember if they're... Um, as that's going on, Ishida, or Ichigo is fighting um, Noitora, and, you know, he's weakened, so he's not doing too well. But that we learn about Nell, Nell whole, Nell, her whole deal, and how she was a former Espada, and she transforms into a lady. She gets her memories back, and her friends who knew that she was a former Espada stop playing dumb. Wait, so so she's former? I, oh, it's because she was number. Th- so I guess there's a current number three, and she's the old number three. So I don't know who the current number three is though. But yeah, did you have any thoughts about the fight between her and Noitora? Because it doesn't, it, yeah. it's, it, it, the, I guess now I think about it, the Sasuke retrieval comparison becomes really apt when the Soul Reapers show up, <laughs> because it's it's like pure, it, it's exactly how it happened with the like Shikamaru with the Sand Ninjas in the Sasuke yeah. retrieval arc where they're struggling. So like Nell's fighting Noitora, and then um, Kenpachi comes in, and then you know um, Ishida and Renji are fighting, and uh, Kurosuchi comes in. Yeah, I mean. I don't know with with like the Nell reveal. It, I don't. I guess I just I don't really care. I don't really care because it's just like if we want to talk about Sasuke retrieval comparison. Well, actually, that's different. I won't. I won't say that Nell is Kimimaro. Uh, <laughs> Nell's not nearly that bad. But like, I mean, because like she was there the whole like since really the start of this section and. I mean, like the reveal is is fine. Well, and she's an and ally it, too, it, so and it and it connects to Noitora to learn a little bit more about him, so it's fine. But eh, it's just I, I'm I'm repeating myself again, which I tend to do with Bleach, but it's just because the problems are so repetitive, or not. I won't say problems, but my issues with it are so repetitive because um, it's just another excuse to have another another fight. But even then, it's. It's it's a fight that like it's just there to kind of stall for time until Kenpachi can get there because it's like I feel like I don't I don't know if I want to just go ahead and say that you can just cut Nell from the arc and really change nothing. Um, I, I mean, mean, obviously, like the tone would change, but like she's there to kind of flesh out Noitora's backstory yeah. more. But I feel like you could. I mean, because then you'd have to rewrite the backstory for Noitora to make it different. But <sighs> she's just, yeah. Her so, fight so it's not like doesn't she's... really do anything. Cause yeah, she she fights him, and it's like, oh, it looks like she's gonna win. But then she transforms back at the because b- 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 I don't know. <laughs> she just transforms back. 
Um, and then the, then we gotta have Kenpachi show up to get the the real fight. <laughs> well, of course, it's fucking Kenpachi. Um, yeah. So it, it, yeah, it, it, I did. Well, I like how you put it with how it, the focus it's on Noitora, not Nell per se. So. Yeah. So it's like it's not all, it's not all bad. It's not like when Kimimaro just showed up like halfway through the arc just to, just so we could have another antagonist in there to to keep people busy and yeah, I hate Kimimaro. <laughs> but I, I I wouldn't say that I hate Nell. It's just it's again adding on to the battle fatigue where it's just is fight after fight after fight. Like thinking just looking at Ichigo alone, he fought the that. Whatever uh, it was called, the, the Mach Espada. Do, do, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, him, yes. He fought, he fought Don Kanonji, and then <laughs> um, directly after that went into the fight with... Uh, was that when Okiora showed up, I think? And then, you know, they like had a little, a little scuffle. Before that. Yeah, I feel like there was a fight before that, too. But, you know, it's like Ichigo went from one fight directly to another, directly to Okiora, or, or Okiora was the second, to then being healed, going directly into a fight with Grim Joe, and then directly after that, uh, uh, um, Noitora. Uh, Noitora. Yes, Noitora yeah. showed up, and Ichigo fought for like a, t- a tiny bit. It's just, it's, it's a lot. It's like at least with the Sasuke retrieval arc, it was all characters would like each each individual character was getting their own fight, and they would kind of get their one fight to have their big character moment. Right. And that was kind of it. Whereas with with Bleach, because these characters can be so durable and can just be basically healed at the drop of a hat and can... Uh, so, like, the fights can... It's like Kubo has structured his story so that it's, it can just be endless fights. Like, it's just it just goes and goes and goes. And if that continues, I mean, uh, I'll probably still be complaining about it like I am <laughs> now, but I let it be known now that I, ju- I just don't... I'm not interested in that. Like if there are some some of the fights do have character moments attached to it. So it's like it's not like they're all it's not like every fight is is bad. It's just that There's I'm having so a harder time yeah. appreciating the the positives of each little thing. Like, you know, each little positive aspect that kind of differentiates the fights kind of get a little lost in the shuffle when there's so many. Yeah, I, I gotcha. Because even like to just compare it to Naruto, I can't really think of many instances where a character would go from one fight directly into another and like that that wasn't like typically that wasn't possible except like maybe in the war arc yeah, uh, i definitely pre- think it happened there because it was pretty much constant fighting though there yeah. was uh, shenanigans going on there so but um but yeah like so i got anyway, like um, a, uh, I, anyway, i'll just i'll just drop it i'll just drop okay, it because okay. i'm i know i'm gonna end up ranting about it again later so <laughs> i'll just i'll just let it go yeah so um grants was also fighting renji and ishida and i literally don't remember a thing about it even though i just skimmed through it um <laughs> except that i know there, there was the the whole organ yeah that was that like, was kind of the because grants is a fucking monster so that was that was kind of neat and he, he had his other his uh transformed state but um much, but more interesting was well, because uh, you get the Soul Reaper showing up. Kenpachi comes in after Nell fails to save Ichigo, and um, fucking <laughs> Noitora's um, uh, second in command, I guess, goes after Kenpachi, and Noitora like is like, "Oh fuck, no, dude, stop!" And the dude gets instantly because that's fucking Kenpachi. It's fucking Kenpachi. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love how Kenpachi goes up against Noitora's second in command just. One slice, down they go. Next, <laughs> next. Like they're, yeah. It's like you know, you're getting tired of the fights. Like why, why have an extended fight when you could just fucking destroy him? Because it's Kenpachi. Oh man. And then of course everyone else shows up, including especially Byakuya and Kurosuchi, who 
Byakuya goes in to save uh, Rukia, who is about to uh, get taken out by Zomari. And Kurosuchi I... comes in to save, uh, well, he happens to run, uh, you know, save uh, Renji and Ishida. <laughs> I think you can tell, like, how invest, like, air quotes around invested I was at this point in the story when my, like, I had my big, like, oh my god moment when Hanataro showed up. <laughs> like, that was the character I was like, oh my god, yes. Like, not, not, not the fighters, not Byakuya, not Kurosuchi, <laughs> it was Hanataro that got me. That was like, oh my god, yes. See, Thank I you, could, Kubo. I personally couldn't get over fucking Kurosuchi's fucking hair. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, that, that I mean, was, his hair that before was, was weird, too. But now, well, now it looks like ram horns, kind of, so maybe it's kind of... It's just... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, got, got some more uh, teleports for you. <laughs> oh, um, I'll have to link you this this video that one of my one of my patrons sent me in the Discord, where it's just like a little bit in the anime. It I, was I like... think I, I just answered a curious quick cat question with someone linking me the same video, probably the same oh, person. I bet where they're probably um, where it's Byakuya and uh, Zomari, right? And they do the teleports behind you into the deserts of Huacamundo, right? <laughs> yes, and it's just they they just do it back and forth over and over and over. Yeah, exactly. And they just fucking dip. It's just. Phew, yeah. <laughs> and Gein is just there, just watching. Where well, are you guys going? They're like, it's, those two and Yorichi are like the, the two characters, the three characters who do it the most, so, like, of course. Um, but it's like, so because they're fighting, and then Zomari teleports behind Byakuya twice, and then later in the fight, he teleports behind him for the end of the fight, and it's like, <laughs> fucking Byakuya. Like, if there's a character who teleports the most, it's a toss-up between him and Ichigo, <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to think of if I had anything else to say about the fight except for um oh I like the moment where um Byakuya, like predicted that he could split into uh three people, but it turns out he can actually do five. So well I, I mean I like the Byakuya moment, the Zomari one upsmanship not as much, but um 'cause I don't know, I like characters predicting that someone's gonna teleport behind them. You know, like, cause that's what happened with Ichigo before. Remember when uh, Byakuya yeah. teleported and Ichigo's like, ah, no, at the, uh, in Soul Society. So this is a, this was really similar, liked, but it was a fake out. But then I had really um, liked the one panel where uh, Byakuya had teleported behind the guy, but then also the guy had already teleported behind him. So like you have, you still have kind of like the after image and also the character and Byakuya is just in the middle, but like they're all like three solid shapes. It was cool. Yeah. Good way to really convey that speed. Um, Oh yeah, I also like how uh, um, Zomari's power, Amor, was handled because like he can control the limbs, and Byakuya like would instantly ensure that the limb was unusable just to limit him. And then, yep. um, then how the fight ended with him using his Bonkai, and he's like, "Oh, how many eyes do you have? Like sixty? Um, not enough." <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, like Byakuya was like the perfect counter, basically. And you kind of um, had a similar moment like that earlier with um, Ishida and, and the arrows. Where who, oh, I forget which fight it was in against the like, girl, I think, right? Or, or no, yeah. No, no. So it's like um, you you have your however many. Yeah, it was against the girl because she had the the wings or whatever. It's like they rotate however many times, but uh, my arrows or I don't know. Maybe it yeah, wasn't the girl. I don't remember, I th but I th maybe it was that one. It sounds familiar, but yeah, yeah. But it's like, well, because Byakuya's Bankai was already established, and he just—it's—it was just about him using it at just the right time. Um, yeah. It also was kind of interesting that you know Byakuya would would like slice at his limbs, so like you can't use this. But then you know he went after Rukia. And it's like you're gonna you're gonna slice that. You're gonna. <laughs> right, Although, but that that was that was what really that was what set Byakuya off. Although 
his final word was that like he said you attacked my pride or whatever um so i don't know how that connects to rukia but we'll we'll see i guess well he's kind of the big sibling to her well I mean, then again yeah i guess he a... is he the head of the the head of the kuchki family so he's like, an important figure within it but i don't remember if he's the head or not um but basically like so, yeah you go after you go after one of my own um you're yeah, basically kind of, going after me that kind of thing well because i like how it's like he's 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 here but he's not here as a soul reaper and that have rukia the rukia thing kind of drove that home because he you know especially because this is byaki we were talking about where before he was putting his duties as a soul reaper above all else but now, yeah, now he's after doing soul the society he's kind of like yeah, he's re- you know he knows what's important to him now and is acting on that, and that's sort of like you know it, he wins when um, Rukia is in danger. So yeah, it was cool. Like these, I, I think I like this part of the arc better because these fights were better. Like I'm just trying to think, and it's like Byaku's well, fight yeah, was fine. Like... Kurosuchi's fight was good. Um, Kenpachi. <laughs> it's like yeah, why didn't these guys show up earlier? This is good. <laughs> yeah, because like I didn't even like with the the Byakuya fight, I. I don't know. I guess like the 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 finish of it, I didn't really care for. Um, just because like the guy, like he got he got stabbed with all the blades, and then he's like, ah, "I'm still alive." You didn't, and it was like, "Just die well, already." He, well, but, that made sense. Like there, there were his... at least there were at least like character like character progression or like you know uh, moments attached to the the fighting. So even if I like even if I'm not gonna remember exactly how the fight went down, I will. You like I'll remember Byakuya. You know how his ide- how his ideals have shifted since the Soul Society arc, right? And how he was well so um, willing to injure himself to stop his opponent, and then yeah. and of course, how can you fucking like fucking Kurosuchi and uh, Grant's having the fucking science battle where like he's he's like like he's pretending to be injured f- to fuck with Grant's basically like Grant's broke an organ and Kurosuchi sp- spit blood and he's just like I'm kidding like Kurosuchi's yeah. such a fucking dick. <laughs> oh my god although it was a little weird like you know it, it, it's obviously it's fiction suspension of disbelief so it's not too bad but like you know that uh renji and ishida had like all their organs crushed but they're still over there kind of like having their their goofy little reactions it's like <laughs> okay i'll, I'll uh, yeah, i'm calling attention to it <laughs> yeah, now so yeah. it still caught my attention but yeah it's not a not a huge deal i guess still a little <laughs> yeah oh yeah and the um like yeah, they get, they just kind of keep going at each other with their various abilities, and the way Kurosuchi wins <laughs> is fucking yeah. terrifying. Yeah, this was uh, this was like one of very few spoilers that I knew ahead of time about Bleach was oh, that the one okay. guy gets because I, I remember Digigro had mentioned it oh. in a video. Okay, yeah, he gets stabbed for a hundred years, and it's just fucking like well, because no, it, it like, wasn't like, just um, it wasn't just one hundred years. It was or wait. Like, what was it? Every one second was akin to, like, a hundred years, so... Oh, and he's talking for... Oh, shit. Well, because it's like... I like there's, so like, was... visuals of him being older. Like, you cut to the reality, and he's still the same age. But yeah. you get these little, like, interpanels of him being super old, and he's just like... How long has it been? Decades? Like... <laughs> no. It's been Jesus. longer than decades. Like, when will this blade finally reach my heart? It's like, ah, oh, God. Kurosuchi, why? Well, and, and, of See, course, he also drives home the ideological victory where how, you know, science, perfection is the death of science. So he's like, well, if you're a scientist and you think you're perfect, then you've already lost. So, also Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I thought that was like, that was like the only interesting thing about that, uh, the Espada's character was just like the way, 
the way in like uh, like the way he was defeated but also like the the ideological thing but other than that i just did not did not care for that character at all or the fights with ishida and renji but it, it at least had a good ending with kurosuchi coming in and being you know he might be on our on our hero's side but he's still not <laughs> he's fucking terrifying <laughs> he's he's uh, like I'd, I'd have to imagine that that's like I don't th- I highly doubt that Bleach like tops that as far as like yeah uh, like most brutal deaths like that's 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 pretty it's pretty hard to beat well it's like there because there's like there's been gory moments before like when uh, Okiara killed those two soul reapers but this is like it it's it's terrify it's not like brutal it on a like physical level it's brutal on a mental level and that's why it's horrifying because well because like especially the panel where you see the sword poking his heart and it's just like like he had that sword g- gently poking his heart for decades uh. 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 <laughs> um, and then slowly going in like millimeter by millimeter like a millimeter a fucking year basically if that and it's just like uh. <laughs> oh god and if his heart beats then that means it's like uh, I almost wonder if that's like, I don't know if I'd say that that's like, it feels a little too much for Bleach, because I don't know, it doesn't feel out of place. Well, that's but it the thing, also... it's mostly in the imagination of the audience. That's like, there's the, pe- like, thinking, like, look, that's why I say it's like mentally rather than physical, because with physical, it's like, there's not, it's, there's not a lot of blood. There's the, like, the, the you get the, a sword poking a heart and a, a few panels of him looking really old. But most of it is just like thinking, thinking about it yourself, letting, letting your, yeah. it's, it's like, it, it gets worse the older you are because you're more able to imagine it. Like a kid would be like, oh, okay. But an adult would be like, oh, 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's like out of tone for Bleach, but it definitely is a, um, uh, it's not a moment that, that you'd easily forget. Like, I don't know. It's one of the like standout. I wouldn't say it's like one of the most I mean, defining moments of Bleach, but like it has, uh, like, you're not easily gonna forget that yeah you don't yeah <laughs> no you don't forget. and of course it's between kurosuchi and grants so it's like these t- these are two of the fucking like these are two of the most fucked up characters in the series so of course their fight would end in a really fucked up way yeah uh yeah it was good <laughs> and then anyway and then we get uh i guess if we're done with that one we get um kenpachi versus noitora and a turn, I, I knew I was wrong shortly after, because I said that, oh, Kenpachi's actually left-handed. Um, you weren't, no, you weren't I like, entirely wrong, though? Like, the he's... whole idea with hands was kind <laughs> yeah, of I, accurate? I, that's what, just... Yeah, I, I was, I knew what, I, I kind of misinterpreted what I'd heard, I suppose. But he, he uses both hands instead of just one hand like he's actually good with kendo style but he's just been digging around with a sword of using one handing his sword because he's fucking kenpachi i like that part where he says did you know that if you use two hands on a sword that it becomes stronger and then noitora's like well of course it is you idiot yeah he's like using ba- but he's using like basic sword knowledge as if it's like this grand reveal because for kenpachi it really fucking is like, because that's the thing, is Noitor has this fucking, like, invincible armor, and Kenpachi is just like, it's not that invincible. 
Oh, is so was good. And he's just a... like, Kenpachi's just having so much fun. He makes just the happiest... Like, it reminds me a little of Madra Uchiha, now I think yeah. about it, but even happier. Like, <laughs> Kenpachi's just having the time of his life, like, with the laughter and the big old smiles. Kenpachi's a good boy. He just see, wants ke- to see, ke- fight. See, Kenpachi and... is, a, is a, a good character design for fights, because, like, that is that is his characterization, is how he fights. So, like, there you get a lot of... Like, I don't... There's not, I don't know if there's really much interesting for Kenpachi outside of, like, I don't want to say how he battles, but, like, well, how battling well, affects his character. So, like, you get an inch, like, there are just a lot of cool little moments happening in this fight. Like, when uh, Kenpachi gets, like, knocked down by Noritora, and Noritora's like, well, I guess he's dead, so I gotta <laughs> go after you guys next. And then Kenpachi gets up and slices off an arm, and he's like, oh, I was just thinking about... You know, how am I going to be able to get past your arms? And I figured out that I couldn't, so I'll just slice them off one by one. <laughs> and then, and then Yachiru, Yachiru is like, well, no, you can't cut off all his arms because then he won't be able to fight. And he's like, oh, that, that's right. Okay, I'll leave you with one. <laughs> Kenpachi. Well, because it's like you say, there's not much to him outside of fights, but that's also kind of the point. Like, that's all he cares about. He just wants to fight. He wants good fights. <laughs> so he's, Another he's, sort yeah, of, like, interesting moment re- reveal thing was uh the whole like what what's underneath the eye patch um so like he cuts through uh Kenpachi like slices through Noitora's head but it's actually the hole in like the hollow part so uh, Kenpachi afterwards is like well if I couldn't cut you then that'd be kind of boring there'd be no reason to fight you but you know at least I know that I I I can cut you yeah, so it's yeah. interesting to think that like you know, if Kenpachi couldn't, then he, j- he just would have given up, I guess. Yeah, well, like, that's, well, that's interesting. When you, like, yeah, there's no... Huh. He's he's not stupid. Like, he wouldn't... Say, like, if he was fighting a, go- a, a figure... Fi- there, there, he's a, he is a ghost. But if he was fighting someone uh, someone intangible, like, he'd probably just give up if he couldn't find a way to hit them. Because it's like, whatever. He's not... There's... there. He, 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 he knows when to quit, in a way, I suppose. He just hasn't never been in a situation where he needed to. <laughs> Um, so, generally, but, um... And also, like, with Kenpachi, it's kind of... I I wonder, like, what other kind of fights he's gonna have in the series, because considering here, um, there's a point where he says, like, oh, if I keep going forward the way that I am now, I I will die, um, and that's when he gets serious, but then he basically destroys Noitora in one blow, so it's like, I could see Kubo writing a fight in a potential, like, in a way that... Like, if Kenpachi realizes right off the bat that, like, oh, this is a super serious opponent, then will he go all out from the get-go? And, like, there's, I feel like there's still room for Kenpachi to be a lot, like, also putting into perspective, like, this was the the fifth, the number five, so... Yeah, um, and he just fucking destroys him, like, and, I mean, and because, well, his sword is still dull, he still hasn't used Shikai or Bankai, like... And he still just destroys this dude. So it's, <laughs> like, it does kind of make me wonder, even? like, if Kenpachi went up against, I don't know, like, like an Aizen or an Ichimaru, like, you know, the the top the the top tier people that we're going up against so far, like, um, it, it like there's an interesting potential conflict with his character, like he doesn't always get serious right off the bat, so maybe that could be his undoing. Yeah. Well, or, that's what happened or with Ichigo. Like, that's what like, happened with What Ichigo, will cause so. him to to flip that switch? Like, hey, okay, I gotta be serious from the beginning, one, so I can One have... thing, well, Yachiru, um, if she was ever in danger, he would go ballistic, I'm sure. Um, well, yeah, because we did see that, because that was also partially why he got up and went after Noritora, because Noritora was gonna go after Yachiru. Yachiru and, uh, um, nope, can't have that. Well, yeah, and the other thing no. about the fight is like, well, because you were mentioning earlier about how 
he doesn't want to die. Like, he's not suicidal. He's not, like, trying to throw his life away. He just wants a cool fight. Um, but Noitora did want to die. He wanted to die in battle. So, in a way, they both won. Kenpachi got a fight, and Noitora died in battle. So, uh, like, Noitora, in a way, couldn't win, because he got what he- if he wants- if what he wants is to ultimately lose, then, you know, he- 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 he fights- but he doesn't- I don't, I don't know, it's- it's fight- he fights because he wants to die. It's, uh, we- Although, I'm not entirely sure, because- uh, maybe I wasn't looking into the the panels enough, but I know he like you got the little flashback about him, um, just more about you know why he does what he does, and he said, well, like I, I if I'm gonna die, I want to die fighting, and I want to die before I hit the ground. But like after he got struck down by Kempachi, like he was already on, I think he was already on his knees, and I, I was trying to look like to see based on how he was drawn, like if he was already dead when he was on the ground, or if he was like still alive and then died after he had hit the ground so like to kind of see did he ultimately get what he wanted or was there like a level of he failed hmm. well because like like look because yeah it's hard to say because there's a there's one panel of there's like there's Nell sleeping she opens her eyes and says his name and then he, he his eye like it was wide open and then it narrows a bit and then he falls down then it cuts to the next panel there's a there's a flat there's a brief flashback or ne- in the next chapter and he's on the ground with his eye slight it's open still which is normal for the dead like it's not like your eyes close when you die but um but like was it like whited out like to say that like it, yeah it wasn't whited out like anime um knocked out it's so or no i'm thinking but, like white out like um like there's no people or anything like you know when someone's like in in like anime or manga like when when someone is dead like their eyes usually like lose that color or you know, there's well, something to say. Like, like, like when in... Ichigo got, uh, like, uh, stabbed by Okiora, like, you could see in his face that, like, Ichigo is probably gonna be dead soon. Well, I, I don't equate it to death, because in One Piece, um, Oda uses it a lot for unconsciousness. With oh, just okay. the, 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 you can't see the people, the eyes just white, and it's open. But in this ah, case, you okay. can't. Yeah, so, um, so, but in this case, the eyes, the pupil is still very much there, um, so, I mean, see, as far as, like, character, I feel like this should be a death just because of how it was set up. Because, cause it, well, maybe, maybe not should be a death, but it's like, he wanted to die, and he appears to have die, died and got what, gotten what he wanted. So if he comes back, it needs to be addressed that he didn't get, because again, this is Bleach. But, so if he comes back, it needs to be addressed that he didn't get what he wanted from his fight. Because, you know, he doesn't want to fight the same person uh, twice, or uh, to come at him, to beat him twice, you know. So, I don't know. Uh, he, he seems pretty dead to me. But I can't tell 100%, so... But then, then then what fucking happens right after that is the, one of the Espada comes in, takes Orihime, like, immediately, and Aizen's like, Oh, sup, I missed you. Like, <laughs> Aizen could have ended the whole situation at any time. <laughs> yeah. Aizen's a fucking dick. Because <laughs> he just, he, he pretty much made this as like, Oh, we're, we're done. You guys are stuck. Um, I don't need, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. Like, like, again, his plan, I feel like his plan was pretty simple, considering, like, the question is, like, did he really need to lose, I, I, I mean, did he, he, he doesn't seem to care that he lost so many of his, uh, men, but, um, I don't know, I guess we'll see how it unfolds in the next arc, but, uh, or the next part of the, uh, arc, but, um, <sighs> what a fucking place to end at, because, you know, we find out that, that he, he wants to turn Soul Society, or, uh, turn Karkura into the key, but they, the Soul Reapers moved Karakura Town, so they're fighting in a fake Karakura Town, and 
But even then, Aizen can still kind of get what he wants because he says, you know, okay, if I defeat you all here, then there's nothing to stop me from taking over the Soul Society. Right, so because he could use that for the key instead. So, or even just Karakura Town too, but it's like, yeah. So, I guess we'll find out next time, but we're not done with the discussion yet because we get a flashback to pre, uh, like, 100 years ago. Um with, so I'd uh, imagine that these, and, because like they they were released in like a full volume. So I'd imagine that these came out kind of like the the Kakashi Gaiden that like they came out in place. Of, well, I don't want to say in place of Bleach because it is Bleach, but like yeah, these I, were I'm the pretty sure it came out released. in the magazine weekly normally. Like because I'm pretty sure with Kakashi Gaiden, um, it they were just published serialized in the magazine over the course of like a yeah of a you know however long. And I imagine it was the same for this uh, arc. Although it is interesting, because like I could note how many chapters I've read, but like technically they're right in the middle of two, <laughs> two chapters. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. Ah! <laughs> right. It says like we both have. It says that we've read three fifteen, but actually we've read like three twenty four. So it's like uh, okay. Um, but yeah, so um, we we finally get some questions answered that I've been wondering for a while since. Shinji showed up pretty much. I was like, who, where did these guys come from? I figured, and I figured we'd get the question answered later, and here it is. They were former Soul Reapers of a hundred years ago. Like, Shinji's a captain, and, uh, fucking <laughs> Hiyori is not. <laughs> that, that um, was an interesting reveal, though. Just, like, when you, when you start, you open up that volume, and you're, you're going into, you know, see, what, what, what is this turn back the clock? What's this all about? And then, boom, Shinji, captain, whoa. Long hair. Really long hair. <laughs> See, I almost feel like I it, maybe I'm just nitpicking this, which I I probably am. But it's almost like because like he had kind of like the bowl cut design before, and I almost feel like it's like how do we distinguish past Shinji from current Shinji? Uh, just yeah. give him longer hair. There's a bit of that, yeah. But I mean, I feel like the Soul Reaper robes would have been enough. But I, I don't mind it. But yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's it's it such did... a, it's it's a pretty drastic change. Uh-huh. Yeah. Though I also thought about it for some reason, and there was because there's the one, um, the one Vizard who wears like the, the the school uniform, the one with the glasses, and I realized like, wait, she's a soul. She just likes school uniforms, I guess, because <laughs> she's actually like a hundred years old. She doesn't go to school. <laughs> it's not like Rukia and the other Soul Reapers who were in disguise. She just does it because she likes it. I'm like, yeah. interesting. Okay, that's 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 something. Um, but anyway. Um, so yeah, they're indoctrinating a new captain, uh, Urahara, and Aizen's there. <laughs> but at this also, time, he's uh, he's Shinji's assistant captain. Right, because he, ha- he hasn't been promoted yet. And then also we found out that there's a Zeroth company, um, the Royal Guard, who we haven't seen yet in the actual present timeline. So, and I just thought about it, because I guess they protect the Soul King, or the, the leader, so... But I guess they don't protect the Council of 46 because Aizen fucked them up. Yeah, so, so I guess when, when the Soul Society got invaded before, they were off protecting yeah, the they're, other... They, the, whatever the Soul King is. Well, they're like a family that's never been seen or something like that. So, I, I don't know. But the, yeah, the, so, and, and never mentioned I, beforehand. So just kind of thinking, like, why would they not have been mentioned beforehand? Like, thinking well, of, like, that would, that would make sense. Like, if they're off doing something else, and that would be why, I guess, they don't get involved in the the whole invasion of the Soul Society thing because they have yeah, other priorities. Yeah. Well, and I'm guessing that priority is to protect... Well, I feel like if if Aizen gets his key, then then they'll become relevant because he'll be endangering the royal the royal family and thus the royal guard will come yeah. into um, focus. So, 
yeah, I, I, they get mentioned. Like that's the thing is, is we're getting a bunch of world building and le- seeing all these characters. So like we we I, we learned about what what the Vizard's deal is. So it'll probably become relevant in the future arcs. So and we finally get to figure out what why uh, Urahara got banished from Soul Society because we knew he had. We just didn't know why. But yeah, Urahara gets uh, his promotion. He is a dork. Oh yeah, and there was a bit where um, Aizen was like eavesdropping and Shinji like un- breaks his illusion. So I'm like, was that his Bankai or a Shikai? Uh, probably Shikai because he's not a captain and captains usually can't do... Uh, or you need, if you if you can do Bankai, you usually have to be a captain. Um, with some exceptions like um, Rukia and Ikaku. But... Oh yeah, we also see Urahara build the science division. Like he breaks Kurosuchi out of the, the prison kind of place or he doesn't break him out but he gets him out he he yeah yeah so i guess it makes sense that urhara made the research and development division because he's fucking oh yeah we also see fucking younger byakuya who's like a completely different character like that was fucking weird yeah i was kind of wondering what what you'd think of that given like you know what what you had said about gar before i was wondering although like with well it's byakuya it's not it near it's not like the same like with Gar, it did kind of feel like a 180. Like he goes from the the murdering monster to oh, he's a cute kid. Well, but it's like with... not just the 180. It's like with Gar, the 180 was there to make me feel really bad for him. Yeah, and I just wasn't on board for that level of manipulation. I mean, all fiction is manipulation, but in that case, it was just like yeah, okay. In this case, yeah, it's, it, it it's, felt like it, it is was a 180 just in service he... of of the moment. Like it was just it just right. existed for that. Right, for that, it was to make me feel bad about Gara. For this is... See, I'm wondering, like, why did Byakuya change? Yeah. But it's not, like, to make me feel bad about Byakuya's change. It's just, like, there's, you know, maybe maybe his responsibility, his sense of, like, him coming into... He had to sort of, like, cool his jets, you know, he... Mat- and this one, he's a kid, too, so he grew up. But it's also still, like, quite a change, because I would just, you know, it just... Because he, he feels like an anime protagonist at, at this age. But he didn't... Um, it, it's he didn't stay this way. It's just it was really weird. Yeah, not bad. Just uh, sh- shocking. Oh, and I guess yeah, he's interacting with Yorichi here, and she's fucking with him. Like, <laughs> she teleports behind him, and uh, well, she's she's like teleporting behind him and doing things before he even notices. Like, so she he's so far below her that he's not able to tell notice when react as quickly when she teleports because yeah. she, he like undoes. She like undoes his hair, ponytail. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. Fun interactions. Um, Cause yeah, that's the thing. It's like a, it's like a chill. This is like. I mean, it's not like pure levity because, um, you know, there's some stuff that happens. But it's like a br- bit of a breather between like all the fighting of Hueco Mundo, and no doubt all the fighting of the next segment in the fake Karakura Town. So um, you know, it's a it's a welcome reprieve. Reprieve, I think. Yeah, this was um, definitely, I think, um, perhaps the most, well, I don't know if I want to say it was the most interesting part of the stretch of chapters, but it was interesting to get, you know, all the details on, you know, what is up with Shinji and his crew and that that sort of thing. But also, uh, it is just thinking that, like, this is the part where, like, they kind of, you know, we did we did take a break from all the fighting and we stopped and actually had some some just talking, just some, like world building details and stuff which i i have felt as though 
you know, with all the fights that have been happening in Bleed so far, like, there there hasn't been enough of this. Like, even though there are some stories, like, perhaps Naruto sometimes does a little too much talking with some of the things it sets up, but I feel like Bleach hasn't had enough of that, if that, if that makes sense. Like, because, like, in this stretch of chapters, most of it was just kind of fighting, but here we stop, and there wasn't really a lot of fighting happening in this flashback. It was just kind of setting up details that will obviously be relevant in the next stretch right and answering some long-standing questions that you know well i feel like urahara you know he needed his deal needed to be uh, accounted like the most important stuff some of the most important stuff was accounted for you know that this set this uh arc set out to um accomplish like introducing tiny gein that was the most important thing that could have happened (laughs) holy fucking shit what is wrong with this kid (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah ba- babby gain was was good <laughs> he's so small but also he's like a murdered guy um but also it is um i mean we knew that that gain was working under eisen but here you kind of see that th- this was sort of his upbringing that eisen kind of handpicked gain from a very from this young age so it's almost like gain was sort of uh like, he didn't really, I don't know, like, Gein's been with Aizen for so long, it makes you kind of question, like, does he know anything beyond, sort of, this, the these tendencies that we obviously know that he has in the, the main series? Right. At least I think. I think that's what's being set up here. So yeah, anyway, there's a bit of a, a crisis situation when the Soul Reapers are getting wrecked, and then they fight one of the Soul Reaper captains who's got, like, some machinery or something on him. And, but yeah, during the fighting, pretty much everyone, well, well, Tosin and Aizen reveal themselves to Urahara, and all the, um, future Vizards get holified, and Urahara sort of enacts his plan, I guess, where he, um, you know, he, he, you know, um, he, he uses the Hogyoku to keep them from turning into hollows, and basically making them into Vizards, but, um, I guess before we get into that, there was a popularity poll... And, and sure finally happened. enough, Hitsugaya is in first place by quite a bit. Arukia is in second place, thank God, because presumably because she's actually done things now, and she did get a good fight. So it's like, yes. It is interesting that Ichigo dropped down to third, because I think, I think there was like a poll like that in Naruto, where Naruto had was probably below like Kakashi and Sasuke. I believe there was at least yeah. one moment like that, yes. Uh, oh, so, he did, he did, Ich uh, Naruto brought it back. I don't think Ichigo's going to. Yeah. Uh. Maybe, maybe up to second, but I don't think he's going to be in first again. I think Hitsugaya has... Like, let's put it this way. Hitsugaya hasn't done anything. Yeah, he no, has not no, been like, here we this had, entire think... stretch. He showed up in, in like 315, I think. He was there with all the captains defending a fake Kamakura town. But other than that... He hasn't that, done anything. Yeah, because like the last time he actually did anything was right around another popularity poll. So like... It's basically been an entire cycle since the last one. Hitsugaya has done nothing, and he has a pretty, uh, at least, like, almost 300 votes over Rukia for first. Right. And, uh, again, I don't bemoan his popularity, especially when, like, I like Yachiru for basically being a cute girl, so I don't disagree with people. Like, I'm not going to criticize fans for liking Hitsugaya for basically being a cute boy. But it's just, like, if, if this is where he is... After not doing anything, imagine yeah. how much he's going to, how much higher he's going to get when he actually does do something, right? Like that's that's my stance. 
Yeah, I I kind of I kind of don't don't get it because like even though you know granted you you talk about you potentially being guilty of that with with Yachiru. Well, for me, and it's I like, point out Gein you with Gein, mostly, yes. Yeah, so, Gein's mostly a character Gein design has... to me, but <laughs> I don't know. I guess. And Dadar, you put Dadar above Sasuke pretty much for his character design. You have no he... fucking room to talk. Okay. Although Mathos. although now <laughs> I think that like I've had a little more time. That has passed since then. I think I'd actually... I might have lied, although I didn't know it was a lie at the time. Um, but I think I might actually switch Gara and Datara's places, but... Okay, Datara's Gara still... at number one, then? Yeah. Or... Yes, yeah, so Gara would be ahead of Sasuke. But, oh, okay. You know, Interesting. I, I can't really explain why no, um, yet. Um, I, well, I, I think I can guess, but I won't say anything. Um, yeah, but, like, I don't know, with... Cause like I feel, hmm. I guess with 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 Bleach, I can, I could maybe see myself giving Gein my number one character just because I'm not. Well, especially if he ever ever actually does something, that'd be nice. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> like like right now, I I don't know. I'm not confident that he'd be number one just because Ruki is an actual character at this point. Yeah, especially um, now that she's actually gotten like real fights and stuff, and and there were good fights too. Like, yeah, that's nice. So like even though even though like I I'm pretty invested in Gein and I was pretty invested in Datara, uh mainly just from an aesthetic standpoint it it's kind of kind of amazing that Hitsugaya would be number one I mean like there's a little bit to his character but it's not quite like I mean Kakashi and Sasuke had cool designs especially Kakashi but like there was a a character I don't want to say that there's not a character behind Hitsugaya but we haven't really had much of a chance to explore that yet for the most part it's not like Kakashi who was you know, Kakashi was like the 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 main. He was like the benchmark for like the the whole who who's who in the narrative. And Sasuke, of course, was the main rival. Whereas Hitsugaya is not even. He he really is just a supporting character, but obviously yeah, yeah. So, something connected with people. I'd maybe it is just the design, but I feel like there there there's got to be a little something in there. Like he does have a little bit of a story to him, but it it is just amazing that he is so far and above everyone else. Right, with, it, it, I mean, because, yeah, when when you put it like that, it is pretty unusual, because, like, at least, like, main characters not being the most popular, like, that happens, like, again, with Naruto, but at least, like, like you said, Kakashi and Sasuke have reasons to be above Naruto, with Hitsugaya, it's, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird that so many people are liking him for an aesthetic reason, so, yeah. Because, I mean, even, even thinking back to Naruto, like, there were points where, where like, Deidara was up sort of in, I think, maybe even the top five, like, after that first arc he was introduced, but, like, never that high. And even, like, with Gein, like, Gein has been on here, too, uh, mainly just probably because he looks cool, but never that high. So it's interesting that he I mean, two guys seems to be... Gein is still 12th, so... Yeah, so he, he's still on there. Uh, but, yeah, you got Grimjo at four, Ishida at five. It was interesting that, um... Uh, Izuru was ninth when I I had to like do a double take to remember who he was for a second, but <laughs> that's a good. Who was he? He was Gein's. Oh no, he no, was. No. Yeah, Gein's subordinate. He was the assistant captain. Yes, you're... well, cause cause Momo got sixth, and I'm just like, they, like they all, all she's they're done... all tied to Hitsugaya. You got Momo, who is Hitsugaya's friend. You got uh, uh um, Izuru, uh, who fought he... Momo. Yeah, Izuru was stuck. Momo's friend, so they're also kind of tangentially connected like... to Hitsugaya. <laughs> Where is um? Like watch whoever, whatever Arnkar Hitsugaya's fight is gonna be top ten. It doesn't matter who it is, but they're gonna be top ten because Hitsugaya fought them. I don't remember what was the name of uh, Hitsugaya's second in command. Was it not Momo? No, no, Momo was, it was Ra- fifth Rangiku? No, Matsumoto. That's right. 
she's 21, so she's not that high. But, I mean, also 21 out of everybody else, hmm. Oh, wait, Hitsugaya did... Well, there was a, one of those extra chapters that was focused on Hitsugaya that we didn't talk about, because I usually skip them. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, um... Yeah, the, that was there too. I forgot that that, I that for- was that in the stretch of chapters. Was it last time? It, Either no, way, that, no, that it. was this. I'm pretty sure that was the stretch of chapters. It was one of the earlier volumes at the end um, okay. of this set. So I remember because yeah, I just skipped there. through it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I did read it, and it was um, interesting. You know, getting stuff with like him and Momo and his grandmother. That like he he stayed back to watch over her, but his powers were like. You know, I guess because Matsumoto like finds him and he doesn't realize, I guess, that he's got the powers, but he's like slowly killing his grandmother because like in his dreams, he has like his ice powers go off. So like he has to learn to control them. But I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot to dig into there. So like even if you skipped it, I can kind of like understand there wasn't. It's not like with um, mm, there was another little like side chapter way back, I think, in Soul Society that was kind of. It showed a bunch of characters doing stuff. Um, but because there was so many characters being showcased, there was kind of like, even if there wasn't a whole lot of depth to it, there was stuff to dig into there. I don't know, Hitsugaya wasn't a yeah, whole I, lot, I even though it was like, focused on him. I mean, I shouldn't skip those sections, but I, I just know we're not going to talk about them. So maybe, I don't know, in that way, I suppose an end show is hindering um, my reading of Bleach because I'm not reading it the same way I would if I was reading it myself. Well, like, I know even for me, like, I know, like, the the bonus chapters I'll typically read, but, like, the little end-of-chapter little skits that Kubo puts in there, I, even if I was reading this casually, I wouldn't read those, because, like, I just, mm-hmm. I get so exhausted, like, going through the, the, the fight after fight that happens, so, like, then I'll throw in these little gag things that are disconnected from everything that's happening, and I'm like, this is just gonna make me more irritated, I can't read this. <laughs> Especially, like, in the Soul Society, there was, like, the, the section focused on Khan doing weird antics mm, that, like, yeah. I would see the images for it. I'm like, I'm not going to read this. I don't, I don't care about Khan. <laughs> but yeah, Renji so dropped down the, to the, the, 11, the... which was interesting. But then again, I guess Renji hasn't done a whole lot, but Renji was pretty popular in the last two or three polls Renji... that popped up. Renji has been doing He's been in, like, two fights. Oh, well, I guess grunts, to me, so... he hasn't been doing much because those weren't good fights. So... <laughs> okay, that doesn't... Math was <laughs> <laughs> so I'm wrong. That just makes it even more bizarre that he's all the way down there. Yeah, Colin is at 40th place after being in fourth before. How did that happen? He's the best character. <laughs> well, what what is this? Soul uh, how do you candy feel about King? the? Uh, What's that? The, that's I think it's from the fucking um the the little inter page stuff. Oh, the 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 stuff you were just talking about, the little stuff that happened in between chapters. Oh, the, the stuff that page. I wasn't reading. Okay. Yeah. I'm guessing because I don't think it's the. It has to do with the actual Soul King. So okay, <laughs> I'm just reading the fucking the 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 the, the one or two votes like uh, the chocolate Nana oh tried to give Shinsui, <laughs> <laughs> the dried persimmon that Gin gave uh, Rangiku. <laughs> two votes for uh, Sosuke Aizen, the chair that Sosuke Aizen sits in. Ishin Kurosaki's legendary chopsticks. <laughs> Wait, who Kurosaki funeral service? Oh my god. Oh, the little hollow in the desert, the um lizard one, I think. <laughs> Got a vote. These these oh, are wow. always fun. Um I see that uh Mi Mizuido how do I pronounce that? Mizuri Mizuido either way, Kojima, whatever. The one um the boy from Ichigo's class, he's in sixteenth, even though he hasn't been anywhere. Oh you're <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
So no, you never know. Maybe it, maybe well, yeah, it is the, the design, the character design. That's all that does it. <laughs> that's okay. The the erotic god that made Matsumoto and Orihime's breasts bigger. Like that was a vote. Someone oh, no. voted for that. Why? <laughs> Oh god! You get uh, you get you get one vote for the popularity poll. What are we gonna use it on? That <laughs> right? Why uh, Rukia's way of life? Rukia faking her identity. <laughs> like what? <laughs> oh man! Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> no. So we're almost done with turn back the pendulum. Aizen shows up, and although I am uh, curious, because now I just stumbled over Kurosuchi's name. Uh, he's 48th, but I'd imagine this was like opened right before he had his big, uh, frightening. So I'm curious. Or to maybe see if he everyone jumps. hates him because he's ugly. <laughs> so I'm curious to see if now that he's had that moment, if he'll if he'll get a spike in votes for the next one. But anyways, back to back to turn back the pendulum. Um, Eisen shows up and oh wait, well he he talks about how Shinji didn't loss or you know failed to notice Eisen because he didn't trust him. And, like, if he had been paying more attention, he would have noticed that, uh, or paying less attention, he might, he might have caught the weirdness, but, um... Yeah, I did think that was, that was interesting, that, like, your, the way Aizen phrased it, like, your distrust of me blinded you. So, like, Shinji knew that Aizen was, uh, was a baddie, but because he knew, he didn't really know, like, he didn't catch on to Aizen's trickery. Right, to the, yeah, to exactly I, the, the level of Aizen's uh, scheming. And... Or I suppose, as it's phrased in the manga, Aizen's treachery, which is a name of a track on the Bleach soundtrack, and it's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> that that was related to nothing, but I had to shoehorn it in there. Okay, well, because you told me that you were spoiled on something from an image someone used on oh one yeah, of the Bleach soundtracks. Yeah, um, um, I haven't talked about it at all, but I think I did. I think I did because um, I'm not going to say what I was spoiled on, obviously. But well, I think I, I did I, see a little moment that maybe could kind of hint towards it a little bit. Like you know, when you read through it, like it just seems like an interaction that happens. But I'm wondering if like maybe was that supposed to be a little hint, which I'm not going to describe what it was yet, but. When we get to the moment, because right, we probably haven't. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like when we get to the moment, I'm curious as to what it was because you you said you were devast or devastated, was it, or it hit you like you're like, oh no. So, and I'm I'm curious as to what it was because I might already know. That's the thing, but but some of the readers or listeners might not know. So, uh, yeah. but also take that as a warning if you're going to go listen to some of the Bleach soundtrack, um, maybe don't watch the video. Just listen to it. Um, also, I, I don't mean, want to actually like say spoilers outright because I've done that in actual videos I've made before and been wrong. So maybe it's just might a cool be, fan art yeah. image and it's not a real spoiler, which seems right. unlikely. But hey, I've been wrong before and I'm not going to not going to burn myself again. <laughs> people do use fan art for that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, Aizen fucks everyone over. Um, Urahara saves the Vizards with the Hogyoku. Hogyoku. <laughs> and then um Arahara fucking tells them he fucking tells the council of 46 that Aizen is the bad guy and they don't listen to him so I guess it shows, just goes to show how fucked soul society was and like how Aizen like of course Aizen was able to fucking easily um manipulate everything like they're just so fucking you know sure of themselves and what they think that they don't they, do, they don't take this alternate perspective at all and they all die all these guys die all the ex yeah, <laughs> Aizen kills them all. 
It was their fault. They deserve it. <laughs> no, they don't, maybe not deserve it, but... Well, yeah, because you yeah. did get the little interaction where, like, I guess the fake Aizen was roaming around the, the place, and, um... Uh, what's the guy? The guy with, like, rose petals and... Yeah, I don't know, like, yes. the samurai-looking guy. He he, yeah, he saw him. He's like, I guess Aizen's a bit... Uh, a little, uh, been out of shape. Yeah. So, like, that, that was why... Yeah, that was why they condemned Urahara, because, like, no, it wasn't Aizen, because he was in the place. He he was there. He didn't leave. But that Yep. They they were all fooled. It's not like Bankai's don't exist or anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, yep, Aizen tricked him. Although, I almost kind of wonder... Like, I forget if there was a little... I feel like the way that um the one captain looked, uh you know, the samurai guy, which whose name mm-hmm. I can't remember... I feel like he kind of had a weird look, almost like he maybe suspected that that wasn't the real Aizen, but I don't know. Maybe maybe that wasn't actually true. Because I was going to say, maybe if there's like a fight that happens later, like if he confronts Aizen on something, he might be like, oh, I might have noticed, but I didn't, and I was wrong, and I will avenge myself now. Or maybe yes, I, that, maybe I just... Like that might maybe I just misread maybe. it. Although... Right, we'll th- see what happens, because this, this is, you know, we learned some things, but it's, I also feel like it's like preparing for what's to come because so now you know now we um kuba went out of his way to give us this flashback and like you can even compare it to kakashi gaiden where and kakashi gaiden turned out to be really fucking important yeah. um as it introduced one of the final antagonists you know so it's it's yeah yeah so um i'm curious as to see how this will become important Oh, I, I know I know how this will become important, because as I was looking up Bleach anime fights to see how the anime did things, I ran across another spoiler. <laughs> and I was like, huh, how do these two characters, like, why why are they fighting? Why do they? But now, now I know, because this, this set it up, but I won't say what it was. <laughs> um, but, I, but we're, yeah, it ends with um, the Vizards, um, you know, they um Urahara was had given them him them a prediction and turned out to be correct so they're like let's go so they're going to be involved so we're going to get Vizards and Soul Reapers versus Aizen and the the rest of the Aran cars so yeah there's going to be a lot of fighting next time hope you're fucking ready Mathwiz. <laughs> uh, although maybe it'll be more interesting because these well, are actually the- interesting characters although even then, there's still some, like, spare Auron cars flying around, so probably going to be some not-so-interesting fights in there as well. It, well, yeah, I mean, if... the Because, I don't know, seeing the Soul Reapers again, I, I like those fights better. There was more interesting stuff. Like, like I guess, like, the best fights in the, in this stretch of chapters were Isa- or not, Ichigo versus Grim Joe, and then the, the Soul Reaper fights at the end. And it's like... See, like part, other than part that, it was the... like... Eh... Part of the benefit, it, at least, of, like, Soul Society also kind of following this trapping where... Or not trapping, but... Because obviously there it was for a purpose. Like, having all the Soul Reapers get their fights. And I wasn't super into it back then, but at least, like, now they're here and they're gonna get fights. So like, we at least know what their powers are. Or at least to an extent. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, now that we know the character, them showing up is, like... Like, Kurosuchi. Like, if, imagine if he never got a fight against Ishida. Like that, that even informs some of the things. Like he he put surveillance magic in Ishida, so he was able to watch the the grants him, and so make the adequate preparations. You know, yeah. stuff like that. So Kubo's you know able to sort of like bring back what he's already set up in some ways. So I don't know. I'm curious to see how the arc will end, and also what will happen after. Because again, this this could be the final arc. Like the way it's set up, like. If this was the last arc, I would I would have you know been like okay yeah sure 
Um, so like if we were reading not, it so. while it was being published, we might think right. that Bleach was coming to an end possibly soon. Kind of like when people right. were oh, um, right. reading like Dragon Ball and they were getting to, you know, pre-time skip Raditz stuff and they were, you know, you had the big tournament and it's like, oh, is this going to be the end of the series? But obviously reading it like after the fact, after everything's been concluded, we know where the series ends. Like we obviously know it doesn't end here, but... Well, yeah, and it's actually kind of interesting when you think about that in comparison to, like, Hunter x Hunter, or maybe even Naruto, where it's like, I don't think, I'm trying to think, like, there's, ne when was there a moment in Naruto where you actually would have thought that? I can't think of one. Like, Akatsuki's Suppression, no, there's obviously more of the series to go. Um, like, even, like, Sasuke versus Itachi, it's like, this is this big final sounding thing, but then it turns out to be this massive twist. And like obviously, there's going to be more after that. So see, I know, I know yeah, that I when I, I know that when Ipatch Wolf made his video about you know the the highs and lows of Naruto, he had said that like after the pain arc, um, it seemed like well Naruto like Sasuke had fulfilled his goal of fighting Itachi, and Naruto had fulfilled his goal of being accepted by the village. So the natural conclusion, uh, you know, the the natural point you'd reach was for them to fight, and that it just kind of felt like the series dragged to get to that point. But obviously. We've read Naruto, and um, we yeah I, I we, do, we don't agree so. with that. <laughs> but like I can yes. kind of like that's I think the closest example I can think of with Naruto. Like, not that the series well, could have potentially I mean, ended at this one point, but that um, it felt like the series kind of I don't know. I mean, I could go more into that, but that's all like a whole other topic. But I guess what I would say is that they both had some more growing to do before they actually fought. So yeah, um, yeah. And I'm thinking like Hunter Hunter. Anyway, I don't think I don't think Hunter Hunter ever had a point yet. That. Well, because it's like, there's still, like, the biggest thing is the Phantom Troop. Like, yeah. even, like, York knew was a conflict, and then it ended, and that hasn't really been, come, that hasn't really come up again. Like, and it's like, obviously the series can't, like, even though Gon met his dad, like, the series obviously can't end with um, this Phantom Troop stuff being unresolved. So, that yeah. obviously needs to end. You know, so it's like, obviously the story has, and of course One Piece can't end until they find the one, like, the... the <laughs> So it's, yeah, it's, Bleach is a little different like that, I suppose. Like, it's more like Dragon Ball in that way, which is, interestingly, huh, it's interesting when I put it like that, like, Bleach, in this one way, Bleach is more like Dragon Ball than One Piece ever was, so, <laughs> even though, yeah. <laughs> On the so, topic anyway, of Dragon um, Ball, that just made me think, because um, I was just thinking about, like, different ways that people talk about power scaling and whatnot and i'm just thinking like using like arbitrary numbers to kind of d uh display a hierarchy bleach bleach does that because you got like the um not so much in the soul society with the captains although you do have like the ranks of like captain assistant captain but that's not really a problem um but with well, like even the espadas you've got them numbered so it's obviously like oh the number yeah, three is right. gonna be better than the that's, number four it's like with the soul but, society like, it's, it's not, not like the the f or what were you gonna say Oh, I was going to let you continue. Well, because I was going to say, like, with the Espadas, yeah, they're ranked based on power, but even then it's like, oh, well, Nell was a former, like, there's former Espada. I mean, they don't really have, that's the thing, is, they, like, with Naruto, like, they all have different powers and abilities that play off each other in different ways. Yeah. So, there's more to a fight than just battle strength, but then with Bleach, it's like, it's, they're, they're, they do have abilities sometimes, but they're, like you said, there's not actually a tactical element, really. Like, it's more about the ideals, though. Like, with Dragon Ball, it, the fights are basically about strength. Rather yeah. than technique or idea, like who gets the power blast, but with Bleach, it's it's more about like who uses their abilities last and what the ideals of it. So yeah, so like there is a little like Bleach kind of taking after Dragon Ball a bit, which I mean, I mean everything that's come out, I won't maybe not everything, but most things that have a come after things, Dragon Ball yeah. would have taken after it. Um, but like right. it's putting a different enough spin on it so far at least. Although maybe that's also partially why the fights 
like against the lower tier guys weren't as interesting because like oh they're struggling against the the number eight so how would they have fared against the number four or something but yeah, yeah no I get, I get what you mean um I, we'll see how well because i feel like the fighting is going to focus like yamamoto he's like one of the presumably one of the strongest soul reapers so who is he going to fight um it, like because that's the thing it's like i feel like everyone's gonna get oh everyone's gonna get a fight ah i don't know i'm interested to see what happens for better or worse but we've got um we've got a hundred chapters to read next time we're reading from 316 after turn back the pendulum to 423 that's over 100 chapters that is like 10 volumes oh boy <laughs> uh, don't read it all in one day don't make the mistake i did <laughs> yeah if it's gonna, if it's gonna be like this last stretch which i mean like so far i've been reading basically everything for the nen show in one day so that that i'll have to not do that for bleach um, at least not not I mean Fullbringer probably would be fine because it's shorter but for this stretch of chapters and the two stretches for the war yeah yeah it's we should we we should be careful about our reading of it like and well the, the audience even has a big, bigger advantage because we, we we're busy with other stuff like we could read it one volume a day in theory but um we're also busy with other stuff so it's easier it's easier for me to just read it all in one go like right before we talk about it because then it's fresher in my mind even though i still have to like skim through it just to make sure i remember what the fuck was happening um yeah but even so. then like i i found that like when i read it all in one shot like if something gets set up at the beginning of the stretch of chapters i'm more likely to notice it at the end because like right. all of it's fresh in my mind right 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 um, although depending on how invested but, um, i'm in in the story will obviously mean like that will define like if there are certain details i missed because like if i'm super invested into an arc then i'm going to notice every little detail and i'm going to be able to bring it all up whereas if i'm not at all invested in an arc i'll probably m miss more yeah right so maybe maybe but yeah, anyway, i don't know maybe, maybe that's why i've been a little harsher on this stretch of chapters than i I mean, I've always been a little harsh on Bleach since we started, but I feel like this was more so me at my peak. I don't know if I'd say peak. Maybe it gets worse, but eh. I don't know. Well, it's like, I, I, again, I I didn't enjoy the stretch of chapters as much as the last stretch, but it was still fine for the most part. Um, but again, I, I do want to see the rest of the arc because we're almost, we're almost done, you could say. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.